0: Welcome, everyone, to Comics from the Multiverse, episode 236. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Matt. Hey, bingerang. Connor's here, too. Yep. This is a DC Comics podcast. We talk about DC Comics on this show Everybody get together. We've read the books, and we discuss them. It's really quite that simple. Coming up on this week's show, we'll be discussing nothing about future state books, because it was a future state book week mm-hmm. through and through. Uh, I think every other week this month has at least something, you know, next week has like Rorschach, and, or maybe but one of the other things, one of the Black Label books, whatever. I think Rorschach and Batman. Yeah. Next week. Whereas this <laughs> week, it's just all Future States. So coming up today, we got Future State Dark Detective issue one, Future State Justice League issue one, Future State Superman Wonder Woman issue one, Future State Green Lantern issue one, Future State Kara zor Superwoman issue one, Future State Teen Titans issue one, and Future State Robin Eternal issue one. Uh, plus Connor's going to hit a couple of his Patreon books this week he's done Red Hood 51 and Detective Comics 1029 so that's what's coming up on this week's show uh, but of course it's also a solicitor week it is uh, monthly Christmas as uh, some people might refer to it as uh, so we're going to be looking at what's coming out in April and it does include a few new books uh, some which are interesting, some which are not and we'll look into that uh, very soon uh, that is a very map mug that just... Uh, entered in the yeah. frame.
1: Yeah. It's Stitch. It's my guy.
0: It's Stitch. trouble. I very it it.
1: And knew... it's also a massive <laughs> coffee mug. <laughs> so um, I needed it this morning.
0: Yeah, I knew it was from Lilo and Stitch, but I couldn't have told you if that was Lilo or Stitch. So I've learned something.
1: <laughs> no, that's Stitch. Lilo, Lilo's a little girl. Yes. I mean, she's wonderfully weird.
0: Yeah. I've never seen it. So, I mean, it's all...
1: Oh, man. It's good. Connor, you've seen it, right? I have, yes. Yeah,
2: It's solid. It's not my favorite, but I mean...
1: No, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's up there with mine. I get,
2: get one. I, I own, I own a mug. Like, <laughs> of course. Yes, that is the the benchmark of when something yes. is entirely your job. I have,
1: I, I have a Superman mug. I have a Justice League mug. I have a Stitch mug. I have multiple bear mugs because, of course. Um, but yeah.
0: Well, if nothing uh, else, Matt proved this week that he's a stunning self-parody. Uh, the, the, did you not just get a Barbara Ann statue? they did. First,
1: yes. first comic book related statue I've ever owned. And of course, it's, you know, it's not Superman or Poison Ivy or, or even Starfire. No, it's Barbara Ann. because I finally talked to my comic shop owner. Apparently the statue wasn't meant to be in the sales section. But because uh, it's me and I've spent, you know, so much hard earned cash and time in that shop. I got it for quite a deal. So, and
0: that's it with the rest of my adventure stuff. Well, I guess we're just the, the You know, 2020 was rough. one's not looking that much better. So I guess Matt's just trying to lift these spirits a yeah. bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, also... When my wife took down all the Christmas stuff, we realized kind of how, not empty the house is, but like we have a lot of space that we can fill with things. So now I'm like, hey, what can I buy?
2: I get that, because every year I'm like, you know, right, I've got to move stuff to fit the tree in the Mm -hmm. corner of this room and and then when it's gone, I'm like I've just gained a corner but then the problem is you fill it up and then the following year, shit, now I've got to move shit again Yeah, it it gets worse every year Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, I just don't (laughs) fill it back up with stuff (laughs) I mean, that's my my simple premise, but hey ho hey ho, uh (laughs) <laughs> um, I uh, I watched a, a forty-minute analysis of the films of Zack Snyder uh earlier today. Are we uh, okay? Finally. Uh, no, no, it was it was a good analysis. Well, it was okay. It was a it was a, a an analysis of why it doesn't work. <laughs> so it was a good analysis. It Fair was a, uh, You might
1: you might need to link me.
0: It, well, what was interesting about it is it is it's it's a good bit of analysis because obviously I'm someone who thinks about movies and I think about storytelling and all these things, but. What I always love, I love when I'll find a bit of analysis from a perspective that I've never considered that actually kind of finds a way to contextualize and vocalize something that I've always felt without ever understanding why I felt that way. But now I do understand why I felt that way because someone's actually dug through it and said, this is why this is happening. Uh, mainly the, the, the thesis of the whole thing was that uh, none of Zack Snyder's characters are empathetic or matter and they're all just predestined to die a horrible death and maybe represents his outlook in the world. Uh, it was... it was, uh... was it interesting? It also went into heavily how he, his Dawn of the Dead remake essentially yeah, does to Dawn of the Dead what his Superman movie did to Superman, which is marvellous when you think about it, that he took a zombie movie and somehow found a cynical, miserable, soulless side of it. <laughs> it's a zombie yeah, movie. Didn't,
1: <laughs> didn't James Gunn write that one?
0: He wrote the first draft of it, but... Oh, okay, uh,
1: just the first draft, not the final.
0: Yeah, I I feel like it altered a bit heavier. Like people like to defend it and say it's satire. I feel like James Gunn's draft probably was satire. Oh, 100
1: uh, percent. Because there are things to to James Gunn, you know, script. You know, I've seen Super and Slither, um, and and Dawn of the Dead does not feel like either of those.
0: No, uh, no. There was a super cut at one point. I can't remember the name of the channel, unfortunately, to actually point you in That's the direction on video. Because since I mentioning it, but. Uh, there was a supercut at one point of all the times in these various movies where a character says a variation of the line, they're already dead, or we're already dead, or Krypton's already dead, uh, and just how it rates off populations and people, and it's just, everything's meaningless. Yikes. Therefore, it doesn't matter that Superman doesn't save Metropolis, and Metropolis, thousands yeah. of people die in the destruction right. because it looks cool. So, anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fresh in my mind because I watched this I, I wasn't even playing; I was recommended and I went, oh wait, I remember watching like, this yeah. this this lady's previous analysis I'm going to watch this hmm. and then it was good So
1: interesting, I, I watched uh, theme park videos this morning
0: that sounds very Matt <laughs>
1: did, <laughs> you, I, did
0: you hear Disneyland are, uh, taking away their yearly I've, pass? You happy?
1: I'm happy for that because as someone oh. that got priced out and that park wasn't built for that kind of traffic so the type of, of person that would go spend three hours there. So like when I went to Star Wars land last year, I had to put myself through a gauntlet of, of nerves to try to secure a boarding pass to get on the new ride. Um, normally, if under circumstances, I could have just been able to get on it. But because their annual pass program got so far out of control, uh, one of the silver linings to 2020 seems to be they're reformatting it. So... Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, not that I'll be going there anytime soon. Uh, mind you, stay away from large crowds for a very long time. Um, but, but still, it does make me happy. And to, to see, uh, one of my favorite posts was a guy I follow on Twitter went, Oh no, legions of people are going to have to find a new personality. Um, so that just cracked me up. Cause if you, if you spend any time on, on the Disney park, kind of social media landscape, mm-hmm. There's those people that, you know, you're just like, okay, you have an i pass. What else about you? Nothing? Okay.
0: It reminds me of people well, who are obsessed with Apple products.
1: Let me, let me check my Apple Watch while I look at my <laughs> iPhone and iPad. <laughs> <laughs> talking through my Mac. Not that I'm obsessed, mind you. Um, but, you know, as don't long know, as like you what do, works. As
0: long as you've never waited in line for a midnight launch of a new iPhone, Matt. I'll yeah. respect you.
1: The only thing I've ever waited at midnight for are movies. And That's even right. then, it's pretty, it's pretty okay. Anything else can wait. Like, I'm not doing that.
2: That's because your your iPhone's not going to get spoiled if you get it 12 hours later.
1: True. And it might even be better, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, the firmware update might have, uh, yeah, exactly. have fixed it by so, then. <laughs> <That's, yeah>. Well, <laughs> it's it was... like
1: it's like this, this Apple watch I got from my dad for Christmas along with the AirPod Pros. It's the first time I've gotten the, like the newest thing, but that's because it was a gift. If I'm buying it myself, I like to see other people, you know, go to through. Make it sure first. it works all right. Yeah. So and so far so good. Uh but at the same time, yeah. I'm I'm not an early adopter that much. As I said, as I talked to you on like a 13-year-old computer, um, that's just barely hanging on. It's been barely hanging on for two years, and we're gonna keep it as long as it can. <laughs>
0: I Actually, I look forward to when it eventually dies and Matt buys a new computer and just how different he's going to look and sound in the following week's podcast. It'll just be all of a sudden, things will change because his computer uh, just jumped uh, about 15 years into the future.
1: I, I've had it since before I moved, but because this computer still worked, I'm like, I'm not setting it up, you know? So And it's a laptop, so it's a little bit different. But um, I have used it when we did a, a project that I don't think ever saw... Saw the light when we did the Spielberg thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We recorded on that, and I had to set it up in a certain way so it matched. Um, but but yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Why did we, yeah. Why did you record that in the laptop? Why was Why was that different?
1: Um, something was going on with the computer, and I couldn't get Skype to work. Okay, I was
0: just so it wasn't it wasn't like a reason. There was just like tech, it was tech issues. Yeah, it was a tech thing, yeah, okay. and,
1: and I had a window that I had to get done in, you know. So, and it was that or nothing.
0: But. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll eventually happen. I already know it was making weird noises this morning when I came in because I just keep it on sleep. Um, because <laughs> I'm afraid if I shut it off, it won't turn back on. Uh, yeah, I know that yeah. feeling.
2: i know no, that doing before my computer died. because um, I uh, probably over the like the two or three months before I I'd, I'd had to delay a couple of recordings with Pete, like hey, no, mm-hmm. it's not turning on, it's giving me this problem. Usually, when it tried to auto update when I was out of the room, mm-hmm. and uh, it got to the point where. I didn't trust it not to turn on because it, it would take about you know seven eight maybe twelve attempts to turn on. Oof! And it would take like five minutes, but it would get there in the end. So I'd be like, all right, fine. But for like a, a month, I was just put it in sleep mode. It's like, nope, you are hibernating. Yeah. You are not going off. That's, Do not trust, trust you. this guy. And and, and uh, then and then it all updated and screwed me uh, over, didn't it?
1: Yeah, because that usually happen with Skype. We'll have to be like, guys, I can't remember my password. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Give me a couple of minutes to to log back in. Mm. So, but but
0: yes, well, uh, eventually. With that all said, that th- that is getting to DC comic solicitations for the month of April twenty twenty one. Uh, so this is month two of Infinite Frontier, uh, I guess. Uh, but this is mostly the same as March with a few new number ones. Uh, we'll go through the solicits here and see what's new. Obviously, I of the new stuffs at the top. Uh, so we'll we'll get and obviously some things are more exciting than others. Uh, but we are starting off with the Green Lantern number one, which makes sense because there was no Green Lantern book announced. Uh, for mm-hmm. for March, so this is written by Jeffrey Thorne, who is the writer of the main story in the Future State issue, which we'll be talking about later today. Uh, but art by Dexter Soy, which is pretty cool. And this is a five dollar book with a backup, and this is John Stewart leading, but joined by Teen Lantern and and Joel. Uh, so it's an interesting yeah. mix of characters in this one. I it's,
1: uh... It, yeah, I mean... I don't know, maybe we're getting another one. I mean, as cool as this is to have those characters with John, like, I kind of want... What's Jessica and Simon up to? Right? Like...
0: Yeah, I think yeah. we're at a point now with Green Lanterns where there's enough of them, enough human Green Lanterns, you know, six, seven, eight, if you include, you know, Teen Lantern and Joe now at this point, where... Right. We're, we're all invested in different ones. So there's almost, no matter who they pick, there's going to be a portion of the Green Lantern fan base who are annoyed that theirs are not the ones to get in the spotlight. So,
1: Ooh. Which is great when there was two books, when you had Green Lantern Core and Green Lantern, right? Like, you can differentiate. Um, and, yeah, and even like something like Green Lantern Core could have been a rotating, you know, until Tomasi took it over, that was kind of the idea, was yeah. there was a rotating cast that they could go through. Uh, and then they decided to go like it, make it a companion book to what Jeff Johns was doing in Green Lantern. So, uh, but no, I mean this is cool. It you know just, we'll, we'll get to thoughts on Thorne's Green Lantern later, right? Um, and and just
2: a question, Pete. You mentioned that there's a backup. Where are you seeing that? Because um, I'm aware it's five dollars and and there's a an, an increased page sure. count. But there is no mention what? of a backup, there's no mention no. of a different team, nothing in the text. Alright,
0: alright, calm down. I no, saw no, $5.40, <laughs> it. $5 and 40, I didn't expect to be grilled like, but there's ginger over here. I don't with these he magnifying glass didn't
1: out. Know. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you'd
2: seen it in a different article somewhere, and it just wasn't in the solicit for some reason. Um,
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, right. It's got more pages than it's $5. I assume backup, because that's what all the other books are doing. That's all. Yeah.
2: Oh, no, that's fine.
0: Uh, I wonder if it's just an oversized first issue then, or if it it'll be, be like this. It consensus. may be. Yeah. Um, amusingly, I don't think that solicit text even mentions Joe. That wasn't a different article though, because the article I saw this announced this on Usurama did mention Joe as being in the book. So I wonder if maybe a backup starts an issue too with Joe, and that's where that's uh, coming into it.
2: Uh, possibly. Um, uh... yeah, I'm re- I'm just skimming that uh article now it says the publisher is promising the addition of the far sector star
0: later in the series. Oh there you go. So uh yeah um I mean yeah it's probably not the perfect Green Lantern book that I was hoping for. However, that could come later. There's no reason why we can't have a second Green Lantern book yeah. in a couple of months' time, especially now that Grant Morrissey's Reign of Terror has uh, you know come to an end. So <laughs> Reign of Wonder maybe uh oh yeah says the guy who wouldn't keep up with it to talk about it on the show. Yeah, despite the fact that you liked it so much. I do like it. I, I get
1: that, because there's like, that's how I feel about Far Sector, but the breaks in between, I just, this will read better. Well, oh, yeah, but know, that, that was later. like because of
0: the breaks, so that, that, that would have been yeah. fine. If that stayed monthly, there'd have yeah. been no issue with Far Sector.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> right, it was
2: just a case of I fell behind one month, and mm. I, I you knew it was kind of, you know, what you're saying there, you know, there was a break, there was like two month break for me and I just eh, I fell behind and didn't catch back up
0: in time for the show mm-hmm. uh, okay. well that's a Green Lantern issue one uh, so we'll see how that goes uh, we're getting Robin issue one another ongoing series this is a regular $4 price this is Joshua Williamson writing with Claire Melonkov on the art this is a Damien book he's got a new outfit I I think I've read that he's got several new outfits but he's got one in particular here that's on the cover Uh, It's more black with hints of red and grey. So, yeah, I'll read the solicit text for this one. After learning of Dead League of Lazarus tournament, Damian Wayne has a new mission, winning the tournament to prove that he is the greatest fighter in the DC universe. But first, he must find a secret island where it's all going down. It sounds like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the brand new Solo Robin series will force Damian to find his own path away from both sides of his family. New mysteries, new supporting cast, first appearances of new characters, and lots of fights. Okay. I'm so here for this.
1: Well, that definitely
2: fits in with uh, Melnikov's ethos on art after the uh, the Twitter yeah. debacle over the last few weeks. Yeah. Wait, what was this? Uh, oh, um... I don't know if you, maybe you guys didn't see this. There was a page from, I don't know if it was Venom or King in Black, mm-hmm. one of the recent issues in that story, uh, and uh, whoever the artist was, it was like there was like three pages of talking head. It was kind of like head to camera, uh, like one person I like, interview, sort mm-hmm. of like a lot of panels on a page with just slight movement, you know, interaction, you know, changes, mm-hmm. facial expressions, um, and Melnikov kind of tore it down as, like, "Oh, this is terrible! Three, four pages of this shit." It's like. You know, where's all the action? This is a superhero comic. And... People... Quite rightly, tore him a new one. <laughs> being like, we got room for both things in, in comics, don't need to, you know, just be the uh, one type. But, you know, he's very clearly in the lots of action uh, splash pages. Well, so, that, you know, a lot of fights fits in with
0: that, I guess. Well, we'll see if I... I guess, I'll see what I think of, of his philosophy when I read this book come uh, yeah. come April. We've uh, we've
2: had his art in a few books over the last you know, few months, and I think uh, we've all been
0: enjoyed it well enough. Yeah, I don't remember what books he's done before. I, I remember the name, so I know I've read oh, or seen some of his art. But he's done uh, Buffy and Angel stuff a
1: lot, Pete. So I'm sure, you'll you've seen it. I, I probably have. I, I but... think he
2: did. I think he did all the the opening Angel stuff with um with Hill.
1: Uh, uh Batman: The Outsiders thirteen Batman Superman Annual. One
0: Roman 754, Ginny Heck Special. Yes, yeah, so There's, the there's definitely Super examples here that I have read that absolutely yeah. has been. But I don't remember any of the art in any of these books. I I mean, the the most notable one there is probably the, the Start of the Angel book. I mean, and I don't remember it.
2: Frankly, however many years we are now into a comic book review, maybe you should remember the art a little bit better.
0: Well, no, that's just a point I'm making. I'm saying that the art was not memorable. Not every art I look at is memorable. Do you know how many artists we see on a weekly basis? Some of them don't stick in my head. Some do, and yeah. some don't. Uh, I mean, lately
1: it's been a whole lot versus traditionally because of the 80-pagers. Yeah.
0: You know? Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. so anyway. no, I I, I disagree with... I just disagree fundamentally with what Connor's saying here. He's trying to critique me for not remembering artists. I do remember art when it's knowable.
1: <laughs> I mean, we always remember J.R.J.R. J. R. I mean, we do. Not for the good reasons. Yeah, like There's no arguing with that. Um, it's
0: like remembering a car wreck. Yeah. Um, uh, the point I was trying to make was that, given that he said this now, I'll keep that in mind when I see his art again, but Connor yeah. took it as oh, we've read uh, books by him before. He's done art in books, but it's as if that's what I was trying to say that I've never seen his art before. Why? was why, with this I remember with today? His,
1: I remember his name because it's Gleb. Gleb. <laughs> It's a very memorable first name. I,
2: I always remember it whenever Pete says it, because he says it wrong every time. Gleb? <laughs> What's wrong with Gleb? No, no, it's You uh, know, it's, it's Melnikov, but you always say Melkinov, I think. Oh, Melnikov. Right, Mel, yeah, Melnikov. But, but either way, I know in my head... I'm like, it it transposes the
1: end the I. Yeah, yeah. Either way, uh, this is, sounds also like Iron Fist and Damien, and this is the Damien that I, I love. You know, him just going off, getting into shenanigans... So,
2: I'm interested to see, because this is the first time there'll be a solo Robin book that's not Tim.
1: No, there was Robin the Boy Wonder that uh, that Tomasi did. It's where the Bat-Dragon came from. Uh, end of New 52. Was, like, was that not just part of the Batman and Robin stuff? No, I don't think so. I mean, it spun out of that, but it was a Robin book. It's the first Robin book since then, though.
2: Oh, fair enough. Well, i have obviously misremembering that one.
1: Yeah, okay. I
0: actually do like. I mean, I like Damien. I've typically like Williamson. Uh, mm-hmm. that was, well, I mean, obviously not everything he's done. He's, these flash run did have its uh, spotty parts, but
1: yeah, yeah. But this, this feels to me more like his Batman Superman stuff we were enjoying. Hmm. You know, like there's there's a, a level to this where like there's a secret underground fighting ring on his island, like pizza. It's like Mortal Kombat, but at DC. So like. Who who are we getting showing up? It's not just going to be all new characters, right? Like, if you look at one of the covers, Ravager's on there. So I was like, is she there? You know, is Shiva going to be there? Are we going to get to see Cass? Like, what is this League of Lazarus? You know? So that's that's exciting.
0: Good questions. But uh, yeah, so a couple of good covers there for that one as well. Uh, Next up, we have a new miniseries called Batman the Dark Knight. A uh, six-issue mini, which will notably by, be written by Tom Taylor with art by Andy Kubert. So we have a Batman art coming from, from Taylor in the form of a mini. Uh, regular size, regular price. Uh, I'll read the, uh, the description here. I'll skip this first part. Let's just look. Like, ah, the legendary writers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a horrific tragedy in the United Kingdom sends a very personal and deadly message to the Dark Knight. One that will draw Batman out of Gotham City to investigate. From the moment he lands in Europe, Batman will face a difficult investigation and unheard of adversaries and find the assistance of a partner once more. All on the hunt for a villain known as Equilibrium. New villains, new allies, a thrilling overseas adventure begins uh, for the Dark Knight, starting with an extra five... Actually, extra-sized 26-page debut story. So it's still a regular price, but there's a few extra pages. That's um,
1: nice of them. Yeah. This so DC is starting to feel like DC post, like, what was it, Brightest Day? Sure, like, right yeah. after Blackest Night, they started rolling out like books that, like, we had a bunch of mini series that we hadn't had before, and just like, just I don't want to say weird stuff, but unusual. So, like, Batman in the UK, uh, outside of Night and Squire stories, I don't, I'm not, you know,
2: I was gonna say, I can't really think of any, uh, no, except to do with Night and Squire. I, I, Which,
0: I yeah. was gonna say this. If Taylor doesn't title one of the chapters, like one of the issues, an American Batman in London, I'm going to be upset.
1: Well, we, we should tweet that at him. You
0: know, That's you sure like, we don't want credit.
1: Him. Just like, hey, <laughs> Make this sure is it what happens. we expect.
0: Yes. Yeah. Just. Yes. hey. He, he's got time. He's got time to change some like titles of chapters oh, for later. titles. In the run. Yeah, easy. Yeah.
1: And it could even be issue five. We don't care. Just yeah, it doesn't I matter.
0: It could be yeah.
1: A, anything. Uh, so I was a little disappointed when his project he was hyping ended up being Batman, right? But then I heard the premise, I was like, this is Batman I like so I really can't complain. Because this is Batman outside of Gotham doing something different. Yeah, I honest, mean, honestly the thing that- Any
2: Batman by Taylor is Batman that we like.
0: Yeah, honestly- Yeah, but-
2: the, 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 thing sticks out,
0: the thing that sticks out to me about this though is that between this and Nightwing, it feels like Taylor's kind of climbing the, the ranks of the Bat family books. And it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up being, like, he's being groomed to be the one who takes over Batman from Tynan when Tynan's ready to go.
1: And that makes sense. I mean, yeah. he also did that Black Mask uh, during the Year of the Villain. That was pretty readable. I don't mm-hmm. know if either of you, I don't yeah. remember if either of you read it, but I, I know I did.
0: Yeah, it was, it was tied um, in. He- we it all did because it was Taylor, right? Yeah, it, it, it tied in heavily to Suicide Squad. So. Well, eventually. We didn't know that at the time, though. We I mean, didn't know at the time, but eventually yeah. it tied in, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I, I will uh, say, I think Tynan mentioned recently, he has a three-year plan on Batman. Obviously, that's sales permitting that he doesn't get dragged off it, but he has a three-year overarching plan split into individual yearly plans as well, in case he only gets, because they renew him for a year at a time, basically. Right.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, So we've got a a while yet before they, they need to replace him, again,
0: barring sales dropping. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon, but it just it kind of feels like he's, he's he's like maybe not second because typically I suppose the writer or detective is kind of the second, you know, creative mm-hmm. force on the Bat Family books, but uh, it feels like he's kind of one of the s- stable parts of the Bat Family squad, now if you will. Um, yeah, so well, we'll he, with with Nightwing as well, he's going to be writing Babs as well in that
2: book, so it definitely feels like he's pretty integral to the the family as a whole, if not you know, Batman himself for the most part, you know, this
0: mini aside. So, yeah, that's Batman The Dark Knight, issue one that's starting in April Six issues. Uh, so that is cool. Uh, then next up here, I'll mention this, although I, cause I think we do have to actually talk about this and maybe start to think about how we consider covering these things. Because yep. next up here, we have ba- the next Batman Second Son, which is a, I think it's the origin story. I'll read the text in a second, but if I remember rightly, I think it's an origin it is, story. yeah uh for the next batman which of course is what's going on in future state and we were all very impressed with that first issue last mm-hmm. week uh so john ridley's back writing it uh we have art by tony akins travel Foreman, and mark morales this is going to, in physical form this is going to be four issues but in digital because a digital first and in digital form and the digital start in the next couple of weeks if not this week uh, in digital form it's 12 issues so each issue of the physical is three issues of the digital each one being about 40 pages which would mean that the digital is about 13 pages each give or take um so the physical issue the first physical issue is out in april right hence being the solicits uh, the digital chapter start rolling out uh, like i say in february or maybe this month it was soon it was very so it was much sooner than the physical book
3: mm-hmm.
0: um because i, I do think there's an interesting discussion to be had here about some digital books starting to feel a bit more important like they're actually relevant to to things going on and Probably the most important before now was the deceased sort of tie-in series that Taylor was also writing. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, we we looked at the first couple of those, and we kind of fell away very quickly because these digital chapters that are 10, 12 pages tended to feel like they didn't have enough to talk about. Um, But if they're going to start feeling more important, and they're going to start feeling like they're genuine continuations of things that we already like, and in the case of this one, we all loved that first issue last week. Uh... It does beg the question of how do we sort of fit this into some sort of format. Uh, Do we wait for when the physical issue comes out? And just sort of, even if we're reading it digitally, just wait and do the three Mm -hmm. issues when the physical one comes out? Because it's more of a conversation at that point. Because I I do worry that the the 10 or so pages is always going to feel like too little.
2: It's possible. Uh, It starts, February 23rd is the first uh,
0: digital issue.
2: Uh, I don't even know what day of uh, of the week that is in regards to when we record. Because, I mean... That could be for all I know a a Saturday, a,
0: which would Tuesday. really be a problem. Tuesday. It's Tuesday, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it does raise this interesting thing where I I really like the concept of this, and I want to read more of this next Batman from this writer. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the ten page, twelve page chunks, though. Uh, no,
1: I'm I'm okay waiting until physical, yeah, know, or you... or
0: one piece.
1: You know what I mean? Versus the
0: yeah, I I think. It may be the new stat uh, idea going forwards is what we'll do. Even if we're reading it digitally, is to wait until the physical one comes mm-hmm. out and read the three chapters as if we were reading the physical book.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, just th- this has reminded me of like a, a sub story that kind of annoyed me this week, and uh, because yeah. uh, in this announcement of the the digital series, mm-hmm. they also announced the um, uh, you know Batman by John Ridley Deluxe Edition, which will mm-hmm. collect like all the the stuff so far. Uh, you know from and all the
0: future state, Yeah.
2: Future State, the Batman black and white story that's coming up, uh, mm-hmm. the the Joker Warzone one, mm-hmm. but it says it'll also include a new original story by uh, Ridley and Dustin Wynn. And I'm like, ah, oh, that feels really shitty that there's an exclusive thing to that where if you bought all the other stuff already, you have to redo it, well, and then I mean,
1: that, that's why they're having you get the extra, you right? Know? And, <laughs> and,
2: and I was like, okay, but at least I can kind of maybe justify double a dip in because okay, it's a deluxe edition, right? Mm-hmm. But then there was a second one where. There's the the Harley Quinn uh, digital series that's been going recently. No, uh, black, I white, think. and red. Right, uh, that's also getting physical uh, editions soon. Mm-hmm. Not straight to trade. I think is getting you know single print issues. Right, but they're also going to be including new stories that weren't released digitally in the single issues. And I'm like that feels particularly shitty for anyone who mm-hmm.
0: got the digital first and yeah.
3: and
2: then
0: like actually you didn't get the whole thing. Yes, I mean. <sighs> The the trade's an interesting one because, it's, at least I suppose, it's kind of like, okay, you've read all the singles digitally and maybe you still might be interested in physical books so you still buy some trades. It's maybe like an extra bonus if, okay, if you're going to rebuy the trade of this digital series, at least you get a bonus as well, so there's an extra incentive. But that's particularly weird, though, that the single physicals are also going to get bonus material over the digital singles. And, they, you know, it's like, okay, digital arguably is the more important one because it's coming first and you get it exclusively early. But then they're saying, but the physical one's going to get extras that you don't get. I also feel because... that format in mind as well, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like it costs them more to produce a a physical, right? Or it's just a digital. So Mm -hmm. they feel like they're going to have to add something to that to justify instead of just printing it, which, I mean, business practice being what they are, as a fan, that kind of sucks. Like Connor said, you've already purchased this. If you're a big Harley Quinn fan, right? and you're buying red, whatever it was, black, white, and red, you know, or black, yeah. Was black and white is the Batman one, right? Well, black, white, and yeah. Red. I was white sorry. One, red. Yeah, and black and red. I got hung up on the order. Anyways, you know, why are you going to have to buy another single issue after you've just bought it? Yeah. You know, I, I, but again,
0: <sighs> <bought> it's... It. <laughs> I,
1: it just, yeah, it doesn't impact me. I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah. Bro. Like...
0: Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I, it would have to be something particularly special to even make me consider well, double I, dipping. I believe the Harley one, one of the new exclusive stories, is a
2: is a Paul Dini one.
1: Which, if you're a fan <laughs> of Harley enough that energy. you're
2: buying this yeah. digital series, you're probably in for the Dini stories, yeah. right?
1: But, but I do feel like what's going to be the price difference between them? Is it a three dollar book? So I, I don't know exactly. Okay. Yeah. So and those those all those issues, the digital firsts are all ninety nine cents, right?
2: Yeah, but at this point, so, at that point, it feels shitty that okay, I- even even like if they're releasing them in the the trade or whatever, right. Why not just put these up digitally, like save them till after the trade comes out? If it's if if they're you know all right, you're exclusive to the trade, so you know, then put them up after digitally anyway. So, yeah. Like, it's, a, so it's not digital first, but yeah. they can still get it without having to double right. dip on the
0: entire. Yeah, thing. it's a standalone for a couple of dollars. You can get the extra story. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it. it it's murky, it's just, you know, it's... It's it's almost the
1: video game, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not in games like you guys are, but I remember hearing about, like, having to buy pieces of the game, so you know, it's just not enough to get it at launch. Then they hit you with the expansion stuff. Uh...
2: Depending on what game you... Yeah, no, that's a fair you know, question it's, it's, on it's, some it's, games.
0: It's, it's kind yeah. of... I'd say, honestly, a better comparison might just be when they release a movie over and over again, but they keep adding more cuts and more extras yeah, and more... Well,
1: it's every time they release Back to the Future on Blu-ray, or mm-hmm. whatever the next one is, and they add a never-before-seen Eric Stoltz footage, and I go to my wife, hey, she's like, you already have it on Blu-ray. All right, I will do some digging. <laughs> we scrounge up but... this never-before-seen footage. It's yes. like three
2: seconds or something like that.
0: Uh... Yeah. But, you but, know, but, not d- enough
1: to justify the $60 box set, but, you know, I needs it.
0: <laughs> Just wait for the 16k... Uh, hologram <laughs> edition <laughs> yeah. of uh, uh <laughs> the next purchase. With me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point that you know to how they're incentivizing this. But I think for this, my gut instinct for the show is to say, okay, we'll do issue one of the physical book, even if we're reading it digitally. We'll just you know we'll read the three digital chunks that make up the first issue and talk about it that way. I week.
2: Think it's almost like case by case. It's like I almost want to read the first digital issue and see is there enough to talk about in this? Or is it going to be, okay, We'll wait, because there might be some of these where no, it's better to read it digitally. Are I mean, you, I just don't know.
0: I mean, there may be, but I, I think as long as they're... Because they're, I don't know why they've decided that digital books should be only 10 pages. Uh, and even then, a lot of them, because of the formatting for the tablets or whatever, feel like 10 half pages rather than, uh, you know, full comic pages. Yeah, I, I wonder how this is going to be formatted. Yeah, so... I think as long as they insist on them being much shorter than regular comics, it's a really awkward thing for us to cover, because the format's just so kind of yeah. weird and chopped up, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. given that they're bundling this as physical issues later, it does give us kind of a, okay, this is at least a blueprint to follow yeah. uh, oh. in the meantime. So we
1: haven't even got that with the Deceased book, have we? Like, I they don't they'll just strictly nah.
0: Yeah, they didn't do a so, uh, physical... Maybe they'll do like, just a straight-to-trade at some point.
1: Yeah, and if they do, that, that's cool, because I'm going to need it for the rest of my Deceased. Yeah, But... But no, yeah, it was very, even even in that format it's just, they're, they're pieces of a, a meal. It's like, you can have a bite of that burrito, but you can't have the whole thing. And it's it's kind of irritating. Because
0: I mean, I love Taylor's writing. I mean, obviously we go on about yeah. it all, all, all the time, but even with Taylor, I was reading those early mm-hmm. deceased I read well enough, but it was feeling kind yeah. of unfulfilling. I got to the end of one and was like, mm-hmm. well, okay, that felt like a little bit of something, but yeah. Uh, um, so. also
1: a, a secondary conversation in this too about uh can I, can dc stop spoiling themselves and and solicits because yeah. i don't want to spoil people that just don't know because please you know, yeah we, we spoke about it
2: in the book last week and it's yeah. actually annoyed me more over the week since yeah. speaking especially speaking to people who hadn't seen that news yep. before read the issue and had absolutely no clue and then saw this announcement and we like wait right. what and it's completely, yeah. you know,
0: completely yeah.
2: changed the the impact of that
0: story. Yeah, to make it clear what we're yeah. talking about here, uh, the first issue of Future State Batman did not actually make it clear. In fact, if anything, it intentionally misled, or at least left it 50-50 ambiguous as to who yeah. the Batman actually is. Uh, but the announcement before the book told us who it was, and this title, I mean, the ba- next Batman's second son. Even the title itself yeah. is kind of saying, "Hey, it's yeah, not the and one it's, you it's think." Right there in the in the text and in the headlines
2: of articles of. Well, well, knew, but it's also
1: annoying when, when you read feature State Justice League and they go, we don't even know Batman's name. So clearly there was some <laughs> edict, like, let's keep this a mystery. And yet they're throwing it in the solicits and like in headlines. And it's just that annoys me because I just remember the yeah, big cause... one was when Marvel spoiled Human Torch's death. that something that Hickman was leading up to and was meant to be this emotional and they led with it the week before. Uh, it's it so hit infuriating, breath. isn't and, it? And as someone that likes to take in stories as they happen, that sucks. This, this one know? bothers me more,
2: I think, because it's not even like it's a big death that they're worried about spoiling for other no. people. It's like they could have just not said anything. And right. the more it's gone on, the more it's annoyed me with, let say, you know, in that story where it, we, th- we think it felt 50 50 or ambiguous because mm. we know who it actually is. So we're projecting the, the reality onto it. Right. If you don't know, there is not a single hint of who it is. There is not a single right. hint as opposed to this, it's this person. It, it plays right. it completely straight if you don't have that projection going in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And presumably that's the, the the intention it was written with. So it really annoys
0: me that they've just kind of ruined that like this. Yep. All right, well, in the interest of getting the solicits done within an hour, let's, uh, <laughs> let's move <Yeah>. on <laughs> swiftly to <laughs> these other books. Yep. Uh, so we got the Batman Scooby Doo Mysteries issue one. So this is a new. Uh, is this a is this a one shot? Is this an ongoing? What's I it think something? it's a it's a new, you know, Scooby Doo series so because they closed up the last one. Not that yeah, Scooby Doo and Batman team up. I mean, uh, I I grew up with both of these things, so I cannot smile at the prospect of it. But.
1: Well, yeah. I mean... Batman crossed over on Scooby Doo back in the cartoon Hanna Barbera days. So like, they've had a, a bunch of comics of that
2: over the last couple of yeah. years as well. But this one's I think the specific thing for this one is it's uh, they time travel back to Batman year one time.
1: <laughs> oh boy, Scooby's gonna get into some uh, trouble.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. exactly what I uh, expect expect. Uh, now digital first being collected, uh, I believe here is a is a physical release and that is a challenge of the super suns issue one this has already been coming out i think uh digitally uh this is a uh, Tomasi writing again uh with max rayner on the art so uh this yep. will be seven physical issues this is the first of seven so that's coming out in april uh you mentioned it earlier but the harley quinn black white and red trade paperback is next on the list here so we can just go uh, past that now i must remember i must have been straight to trade with the exclusive yeah. content not singles uh there you go. yeah um, and then we have Ruby Justice League issue 1. So that Ruby thing that I don't understand is back. Uh, so this is uh, Margaret Bennett writing with Aneki on the art. Uh, seven issues. And we'll move on because I don't know what say, but, uh, it's saying. This is some weird anime thing or something. I don't know. Uh, and, uh, so I like oh, the actual rest of the DC books. Action Comics 1030. Uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson is still writing uh, the book. But. Uh, uh, this is a new chapter. Um, I assume at this point on we're we're switching to just arcs for each book rather than crossing over constantly. Uh, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. this
2: this one mentions here War World War World Rising starts mm-hmm. here. Um, so yeah, which feels very tied into what's com- going to be coming up in that Superman Future State issue. Because I think that's all World World War World focused, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. If I, I think it's even not even... Because the, the future station doesn't even have Superman in the title. It's just War World something or something like that. Oh, uh, is it? Okay. And that's Philip Kennedy Johnson writing that one as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Uh, the backup going forward in action, there's going to be a Uh Well, at least this issue is. Maybe it's not going to be continuing. It could be a one and done, but... Uh, yeah, is what
1: we're learning after Robin, right? Is that we thought that that was going to be the backup, but it's just the backup in the first month. And the... Yeah. Batman and Detective mm. books. So.
0: Clearly, some I, I, some of them are going to be ongoing, like just like Dark. Some of them are going to be one and right. ones. Uh, some of them might be like minis, but they have like four parts, but then they move on to something else.
1: Which I like. I feel that's how you should do
0: backups,
2: right? What's have- What's really interesting on this backup is it's still referring to future state? Like
0: hmm.
2: it talks hmm. about Midnighter trying to swap with the future state Midnighter, like it, like time travel stuff. I imagine interesting. Ah,
0: yeah, interesting. Uh, uh, Superman is up next here. So Superman issue thirty um they really should just put that back to legacy number at this point it just feels kind of weird that it's down at 30 when you know because it got renumbered for bendis after rebirth right. and it just kind of feels like i ah, just put it up to like you know 700 800 something whatever it is they'll flip it when it gets to a landmark just, number just go mm-hmm. for it uh so yeah uh yeah the backup stories tales of metropolis return of ambush bug which was hinted at bendis hinted at this at yes, the end of his run with the ambush bug return mm-hmm. uh so yeah actually that's uh superman in action comics American Vampire 1976 issue 7 is coming out, uh, Batman 107, uh, obviously this is still Uh the backup is part 1 of Legend of the Ghostmaker, so this is an arc about Ghostmaker in the backup, which I'm sure excites everyone. <laughs> Scared. <laughs> excites everyone dearly. Uh, but uh, good news is though, the artist Jorge Jimenez on the main story, because um, <laughs> you know, the art's been up and down on Batman, depending on who it's been, so... Nice to hear. And March is busy with the other books, so March isn't on the, he, on the... He's stuck on Joker, I think. Yes. Uh, Batman Black and White issue 5 is coming out. Again, whole host of creators. Uh, Jorge Jimenez, Mariko Tamaki, Jamal Cambo, Kieran Gellin and Lee Weeks. That's the writing list for the oh, record. Because yeah. some, some of those, obviously, are notably artists who are also on the oh, artist yeah. list, but I'm making it clear that's the writer list. And then Art, Jorge Jimenez, Iman Lillipicino, Jamal Cambo, uh, McKelvey, uh, Lee Weeks. So... uh. Interesting.
2: Yeah, obviously, on a personal level, my this became my most anticipated book for the next few months because there's a, a hmm. Gillen and McKelvey story. Their, eight page, their first DC work It's an eight-page story. Who cares? Don't care. That, that, that's enough for me to start. Uh, this, this, is, this is the foot in the door
0: that we got with Zdarsky like a year ago. <laughs> well, I just, I, I hope it's good, right? i am not going to so, read it, admittedly? Uh, but as, <laughs> if they end up writing more actual DC books... I hope it's good.
2: That's fair. I actually really like every member of the creative team on that issue. Uh, you know, with, with a lot of these like anthology books, there's usually like one or two where I'm mm. not familiar with or I actively
0: dislike, but this here is a really solid list of creators. It's not bad. The first issue uh, I was really not hot on. I only really liked one of the stories. So, I so, mean, uh, I, I kind of just opted out of black and white at that point. But... That yeah, might be good. Uh speaking of anthologies though, Batman Urban Legends issue two is up. Next, this is the anthology, you know, all the Gotham related family stuff. Katana's got a story. Barbara Gordon's got a story in this one, which I don't think she had in the first one. So that's kind of a neat switch. Which again shows that not all the stories are multi part or some yeah, of them are just one and, and ones
2: That Katana um story mentions the outside as well, and that's the same writer that dear is doing that one in the, mm-hmm. the Batman issue we
0: enjoyed last week. Which so, was yeah, yep. which was really good. So Yeah. Uh, that's good. Good stuff. So I mean, it means that at least a couple of the stories out of this sixty-page book, there's like four stories. it least you know, there's a couple that we're already kind of invested in, uh, yep. which is good because you know, one's like a Red story, but it is Zarsky, so it's kind of like Oh, yeah, and, and uh, Rosenberg's doing a Grifter story, which is obviously relevant yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah, we'll be talking about the first part of that or the first not part, but the Chunk. spiritual start, spiritual of it. leading, yes, uh, later today. Uh, we got Batman, Superman 17, more of Jin Lun Yang, uh, of course, on this book. Um, yep. Seems
1: like multiversal shenanigans. It does
0: not It's indeed, a really sure, nice kind cover. Of yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, We've got uh, Batman vs. Ra's al Ghul issue 6. That's finally coming <laughs> to an end. Is that not Still, done yet? I know.
2: <laughs> Still. It's been going on for like three years, it feels
0: like. <laughs> it's been going on longer than uh, Three Jokers Five. got delayed. <laughs> uh we got sure. batman catwoman issue five tom king book still going along nicely uh catwoman issue 30 more around v's book Again, some of these obviously there's not much to say on it's just the next book uh crime syndicate number two is out of course this is uh the the mini establishing what the new <laughs> crime syndicate is like in this post uh infinite frontier uh you know world uh so that's nice uh hopefully we we'll like the first issue in march uh detective comics 1035 uh no more tamaki and mora Obviously, we've got a Muraki mm-hmm. uh, and Mora story today, uh, which is kinda, again spiritual lead-in uh, from Future State. Uh, we'll talk about that later. So that's neat. And uh, the new backup is a, is a Hunter story, also by Tamaki. Yeah, it's a two-parter as well. So we know that's going to be two months, and then yeah, we'll move on to something else. else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's neat. I like Huntress, actually. This doesn't get an, a, enough attention. So Not
1: since uh, New Fifty Two. Like been a while. A little bit of Rebirth uh, with with uh, Birds of Grey. But not that sense, so it's it's good to see her name pop up, yeah,
0: yeah, it's neat, uh, the dreaming waking hours issue nine is coming out, far sector eleven, so that is almost done uh that so theoretically that should be finishing in June, yes, so we'll see if that comes to pass. uh we have the flash seven six nine uh, so was Jeremy Adams the writer on the March issue? I can't remember.
1: I don't remember. I don't remember. Either. I don't know after, off the top of my head. After Future State, if that's what we're leading to, I'm going to take a break from Flash.
0: Well, I mean, what's interesting is that this this issue, apparently this has turned into a Wally West book almost without anyone noticing. This is the solicit text for Flash uh, uh, 769. You
2: started, uh, Jeremy
0: Adams was the writer okay. in March. But he's not the writer on the Future State issue, though, is he? I don't think he was. I don't think so. That name nah. doesn't sound familiar from last nah. week. So, after an accident pushes Wally West into the time stream, the former Kid Flash lands in the body of his one-time partner, Impulse. Now, sprinting through the 30th century side-by-side side with the mysterious, and yeah, ridiculous, Gold Beetle, Wally must uncover what's causing the destructive explosions that keep propelling him through the time and bodies of other speedsters. Okay. I don't like
1: it.
0: You don't what do you not like about it? I don't
1: think it. <laughs> I, it's just like I don't know. I'll it's give it a chance. It too.
0: Yeah, I just I want to give it a chance. I'll give it a I, chance. I'm just
2: checking that it wasn't the the writer on Twitter. I'll think flash. it was. It was
0: Brandon Vietti. There you go. Yeah, we're no, we're safe. Okay. it 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 means it's
2: maybe not terrible.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh Oh that that although Flashy's face on the variant cover looks atrocious. Yeah. Uh just uh putting that <laughs>
2: it, it does, but
0: uh, that's a variant cover. Yeah. Uh I do like seeing a dominator
2: again. That's nice. Yeah, and and Gold Beetle is presumably a cross between Booster Gold and Blue
0: Beetle is the point here. So Matt should be on both. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm assuming I, know a little bit. I assume they I somehow had a daughter together. I don't know how the would that work, but they did.
1: Shenanigans.
0: <laughs> Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that's flash 769 which by the way uh, i don't know if they had it last month or maybe it just wasn't on the, the solicit covers last month but uh this new trade dress for all the all the books like instead of the box with the number and the logo it's now like of uh, circular design in the corner
2: mm-hmm. yeah no that outfits. was there last time uh, i think you didn't notice it as much last time because on the top circle with dc it actually kind of came out and
0: said infinite frontier across that ah, as well okay so that's as best as probably the standard going forward now yeah. Uh, so Harley Quinn issue 2 is also out uh, which uh, if we're lucky a patron will make Connor read because it's Riley Rosmoire still please don't <laughs> uh, Joker issue 2 is coming out uh, which is obviously a tiny book with Gillen and March and I, I'll say that, I probably said this last time but I'll say it again, I am giving this a chance because it sounds like it's equally a, a, a more of a Jim Gordon story but they're calling it the Joker because the Joker's name sells so conceptually I'm that, that's, open to the idea that's fair but it's march so you know yes but it may be good not that they are but <laughs> I was just to say it's but, a bold claim <laughs> but overall i might enjoy the story uh i'll take that um justice league 60 uh second part of bendis's new run on justice league uh, and again the backup is there justice league dark continuing with ram v uh <laughs> so are, are you just I'm
1: excited for this book
0: oh uh, i know you are uh yeah, I feel I feel like you're you're in the middle, Mike, because you've been loving Justice League Dark. You're excited for Bendis mm-hmm. Justice League. I'm excited for Bendis Justice League. Connor loves yeah. Justice League Dark. Uh, yeah, We're so a
1: spectrum.
2: Yes, it's a shame because it means I won't be reading Justice League Dark going forward. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, a, it's it's a five dollar book, and I'm not paying that for ten pages.
0: I I, I understand that. Yes. Uh, again, may, maybe maybe Patreon will will say no. You I'm know? not gonna I'm not gonna make him read. The Rosmo art, I'm going to make him read Ooh. the Bendis book. <laughs> I mean, there's possible... <laughs> Which, wait,
1: but, well, you have to start when you get to <laughs> Justice League Dark. <laughs> <laughs> they can't make me do that.
0: Honestly, that would almost be like a mercy thing. I'm going to make you read this thing you don't want to read, but the one perk is you'll have Justice League Dark still to read at the end of it. That would be an yeah. interesting... Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: that's funny though. Trying to make
0: him do it. <laughs> Ginger's <laughs> choice. <laughs> I love that though, Matt. You have to read justly You can't read the Justly Dark part. You have to stop before Justly Dark. <laughs> All right, Man <laughs> Manbat <laughs> issue three's coming out. Cool. That's
1: uh, this uh, is where Kumar's
2: name. Uh, yes, where I was, was with it. Crazy, get is... a lot last week, obviously. Yeah, uh, on the Manbat thing. I think this was solicited so long ago that, yeah, because it was like, like a year ago when we first heard supposed about it. It was supposed to
1: come out by October because I remember it was kind of like the Halloween.
2: It, it, it was pre shutdown that this was solicited originally. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: yeah so yeah. so like a year
2: ago. Um, um, yeah. So obviously I hadn't heard of the name back then. Uh, but right. Uh,
1: but that's where it starts to be familiar. Where, yes. You, you've
2: you know, just read it that many
1: times. Yeah.
0: Yes. So there you go. That's uh Man Bat Issue Three. Uh, Nightwing seventy nine, the hotly anticipated Tom Taylor ongoing, uh, which we're all waiting for. Uh very good stuff.
1: That um, that cover, what it does with those with that pinkish purple. I know,
0: I know. And I love see see, I mean it looks good anyway, but just a little touch of having Batgirl's hand coming in from the side, yeah. that's what he's reaching for. So good. Reaching yeah, out really it's
1: fun. almost like Well yeah, and it's almost like the creation of Adam. I right, love it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see it. So, a little bit. Uh it's neat, it's neat. Uh so that's coming. Um man, it's Redondo as well. I cannot wait for that one book. Uh Rorshack issue seven's coming out, uh, which is neat. Uh another scooby doo issue one hundred nine. Cool, cool, cool. Uh Sensational Wonder Woman issue two. Uh this is again a physical collection of digital first. And uh, maybe, you know, maybe we'll look at issue one in March, now that we've maybe made that choice with yeah, the next well, Batman one.
1: Was Redondo on the first issue?
0: No, because he was tweeting about it this week, so mm. it's only been okay. announced. Uh, gotcha. So that's neat. So yeah, maybe when the first issue comes out in March, despite the fact that it is, again, a digital first that's been recollected, uh, that may be the yep. time to have a look at it. Because I do actually like the idea of a second Wonder Woman book. So yeah.
2: apparently the first digital issue wasn't that great from what I've been told, but... Yeah. But we could knows, try it ourselves. It's presumably um, anthology stuff. I don't, I don't
1: know. Yeah. Redondo on art? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah. Redondo's a big selling point for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh Suicide Squad Issue Two uh is out. Uh so that's cool. Nope,
2: don't like that. Uh yeah, I, I looked at what they, this was. I don't oh. like then oh. you know they have got um mind controlling or something, you know, they they've got the power of Superboy under her control. This is this is
3: Waller.
0: <laughs> and it's like oh, oh I do not like this. Uh Kara Kent's been roped into I don't. As this is almost mean to say, because I don't have any ill will against Robbie Thompson, but he's kind of one of those names where it he tends to be on books that I just have no interest in.
1: It's kind of the Steve Orlando. Okay. Where
0: you're just like, Nothing
1: against the person, but I've read enough to know it's not for me. So yeah. yeah. And then to see Connor on the cover, and I'm just like, nope. <laughs>
0: Uh, Superman Red and Blue Issue Two. Obviously, it's just this is just the Superman version of black and white, but with red and blue instead. Uh, you get okay. Chuck Brown, Mark Vendetti, Stephanie Phillips, Dan uh, Panosian, and Jason Howard writing. Uh, Dennis Cowan, uh, Alita Martinez, Dan Panosian, Jason Howard, uh, and others on the ARP. So uh, very cool. Interesting that Stephanie Phillips. Oh wait, no, mm-hmm. no, she is usually a writer. I was going to say it's interesting she's in the writer list and not are the you, artist are you list. Using the Stephanie hands. I am. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh crisis of infinite stephanies um so <laughs> it's just two fine <laughs> and there's stephanie brown too there's at least three oh, stephanies we have crisis
1: of infinite marguerites this week so. we do we
0: do yeah uh swamp thing issue two ram v Make perkins cool cool not mm-hmm. much to say just uh covers glorious uh the mm-hmm. variants even more glorious actually i just clicked on it up the first time oh that matina thing yeah. Oh boy matina swamp thing covers oh man the, the, the world's too good to us sometimes uh, Sweet Tooth The Return Issue 6 is out, uh, Teen Titans Academy Issue 2, so we're diving into that story. Again, this is, this is like the third team have said this during the solicits, but the spiritual first chapter we'll be talking about later today. I think it's interesting because obviously when these solicits came out last month,
2: we hadn't seen any of the Future State stories yes. yet, so we didn't really know what was going to have an impact, but now we're starting to get a bit, of, a bit more of an idea. Truth and Justice Issue 3 is
0: out, the book that I keep remembering is, exists.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is this? I'm looking at this as a, this is a Constantine thing. Like, what? I don't remember this at all.
0: Is that also Jonah Hex on the cover? Like, or maybe it's not. I just, no, just it's saw the hat. Midnight, I think. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Beast Me, Wonder Woman seven seven one uh, is also out. Um, I'm actually <laughs> Wonder Woman's a, a really weird book coming out of Infinite Frontier, given where Wonder Woman is, and. <laughs> And given the fact that we're all falling in love with Yara Floor, the idea of yeah, having some yeah. sort of weird Diana book where technically Diana's not around in continuity right now is kind of an interesting y- Yara thing. Floor is coming.
2: That That is a certainty. Yeah, right? just, she well, is, okay. yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. But it's just it's a weird thing. Anyway. Uh, and the backup uh, is about a bit of younger Diana. So it's a young yeah, Diana Yeah, it's the story. same as last month. Yeah,
1: so. It's the first 10 minutes of 84. <laughs> kind of, yeah.
0: I, I, I suppose it is, yes. Uh, and then you're out right of the trades and the hardcovers and all that. So that's basically the solicits, uh, unless there's any particular collections that anyone wants to call out. but oh. um, Just skimming in case there's anything buried, but I don't think so. No, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, interesting that Williamson's Flash and trade seems to be getting to volume 14 by the time it's done, which is impressive. It's
1: hefty, yeah. yeah. Very impressive. Yeah, so
0: not all of it good, admittedly, but it's it's a hefty book, no denying. It's it's, it's something. I mean, he he was he was the longest one. He he outlasted Tom King. He was the one who was there the longest. Mm -hmm. That's true. It's impressive. So, uh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, Uh, you know, April's interesting. Obviously, this is a slow rollout of these new books being added. It's still quite a late list of books, which is maybe why we're a bit more inclined to try something like the reprints, of the digital first stuff, especially when they look interesting. Uh, but, you know, it's still quite a late schedule in April, um, and, you know, assuming that there's a few things we don't like in March, like, you know, it wouldn't be that surprising if, say, the Suicide Squad book isn't back on our schedule for the following I month. Mean, uh, yeah. I
2: mean, I can think of at least one book that that I'm not that interested in reading, uh, for sure. Um, well, Jokers, I assume you thought about? or? Well, there's that, but there's another one. Uh, okay. There's, I don't want to spoil it right now, but there are, there are a handful of books where I'm like, eh, sure i need that
0: yeah uh for the record though before before we do move on to the books i do want to say that regardless of what i'm going to say about any of the future state books this week i'm still going to try the first issue of every book in march and see what they're like even if i didn't like
1: you made that
2: commitment yeah i'm not making
0: that commitment you you can Uh, do that all you wish but i i I will commit to that
1: said i'll I'll say what i have to say when we get to that book um and what it means for the book going forward because that they're vastly different from what
0: the solicits. Yeah, that's, it's what I, it's what I said last week. I I don't think you can take these two issue minis necessarily as a sign of exactly what the ongoing books that these same teams are going to be on come. I, a I think it's a
2: difference between whether you like the ideas or not, uh, as opposed to if you like the actual writing or storytelling. There's a there's a key yeah. difference because I, I can judge in one or two issues on a on a writer on an eyes if I like their style or not. But I maybe can't judge on you know I, I I like this story or not. There's a there's a big difference between those two things, I think.
0: There's a difference. Uh I I don't think it's murky though. I I think there's a there's almost like a weird burden of being shoved into something like Future State and you have to come up with this weird future mm-hmm. and you have to do all this. Um because good good writers can write a bad comic. It, it, it definitely happens. Good mm-hmm. artists can have a bad issue. Uh, mm-hmm. These things do happen. And I don't know if being forced into a weird two-issue thing in a f- weird future state and I say future state not as the title but as like a, you know, a concept that ultimately I get why that might not be the best conditions to show this team's work.
2: Right. And I, I get where you're coming from but also first impressions
0: matter. They do but you can also be an intelligent and empathetic human being and know that it isn't always the most be-all and end-all, and you can give something a proper chance when it actually starts properly. Uh,
1: I'm sure we'll about this No, I was <laughs> looking like, Were we on the show talking about Legion 12? And I couldn't remember if I read it or not.
0: I can't remember. <laughs> no, that's before we started.
1: Before, okay. okay. Well, there, there's a surprise for next week. huh. Is it out yet? No, Legion 12 wasn't released yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading it. Are you sure? Oh, I'm staring at it right now.
0: Yeah, no, I got uh, pushed. I, I remember there have been a Legion issue in, in, the, in the month. Yeah, I think yeah, he's right. Uh, okay. Well, so
3: when I, when I, um, I will so, finish it.
2: <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I was talking to Pete last night about what books were coming next week, briefly. Yeah. And I skimmed this page and I saw Legion. And I didn't clock that was Legion 12, I just assumed that was the future state Legion issue, because I know what you want, so I just thought, oh, that'll be that.
0: Look, things (laughs) get delayed. What what do you expect?
1: I just, I went to go to next week's books just to have it ready, because, you know, my computer can bog down at any time. (laughs) And uh, I just saw it there, and I had to have a laugh real quick, so.
0: Yes. Um. Okay. Alright, well, I suppose it's time to get into the books then for the week and start working through these Future State books. I guess by general consensus, before we start even getting the individual books, um, before the timestamp for the first book hits, uh, as I'll say, I don't think we reached the highs of last week. Um, no. But just like last week, there's a mixed range of quality and a mixed from I high did, to low.
2: I would say overall, I'm definitely feeling in on Future State, even though I definitely don't like everything Future State. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are definitely books I dislike or just aren't as big on. But I, I definitely feel overall, I, I like what we're doing for a couple of months.
0: I like it overall, but I definitely was more positive last week in terms of... And maybe it's because the highs were higher, and I felt even more... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree there. I tough say,
2: there's nothing I dislike as much as like the flash book for example
1: yes i would agree with that. Because i might disagree with with certain stories the way they're being told it doesn't make it bad like it was in flash like that just was not a you
0: know that said uh, though i do have a lot more mediocre i'm mixed on these mm-hmm. books this week that fall into yep. kind of an apathy level so uh we'll we'll get into it and we'll see how they are mm-hmm.
1: so cool let's get there
0: Future State, Dark Detective, Issue 1, Mariko Tamaki and Matthew Rosenberg are the two writers for the first and second story, uh, with Dan Moore on the first story for art, Carmen DG Domenico on art for the second. I will also mention here that for a lot of these credits going forward, I've left off a lot of the artists, because once we start having like five artists in a book, I just, I'm not listing them all, (laughs) it's not happening, we'll talk about them (laughs) as we're looking through the book. Uh, So, yeah, Dark Detective, so this is the other Batman, this is kind of the Detective Comics uh, Batman book for Future State. And uh you know, I like Tamaki, I like Mora. And the first thing I'll say about this is once again we have stunning art uh on the main backstory here. This was yeah. beautiful stuff. Uh I think it's uh Bel Air on the colours and they pop. Like the I think the
2: the second page uh, of this where we stood by the, the chain fence. Mm-hmm. And there's all the
0: lights from the sea. Oh well I mean great stuff. It, Obviously, it's hinted at at the start there, but once you get later in the story and he's actually grappling around all of the, the Times Square-esque, obviously, it's not Times Square, but the Times Square-esque, like, neon it's, billboards and stuff. It's gorgeous stuff.
1: Yeah, it's very
2: cyberpunk. Yeah, um, like in, the, in, like, the diner with all the, the lights uh-huh. and holograms and stuff. Yep.
0: So, yeah, so, yeah, we, it, the magistrate of hunted down Bruce uh, and they announced the death of Batman. That's kind of what we hear is that the city thinks Batman is dead and that Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne died a couple of days later. <laughs> Um and it's kind of Bruce being down and out and we get the 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 sort the, of the, the short teases of like when he, he sort of went to get the bullet wounds you know taken care of by a doctor, mm-hmm. you know, a black market kind of doctor. Um and there's even like a line here where he says, uh what how does it go again? Live long enough to die a hero or or, or die a hero or live long enough to become vigilante number one <laughs> was the way he phrased yeah. it. Uh um well what, what I do
1: like about this book too is how they're parsing out between this and the next Batman, and then even with Robin Eternal later, how just what exactly is going on in Gotham. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have the full story, but we're getting enough to know, like...
2: Yeah, we we know that the magistrate's taken over. There's like a a fascist state kind of running Gotham.
1: Uh We don't
2: know quite how it all happened, or what
1: exactly... Right, and we know that they've weaponized, you know, certain people that are all masked, so like, the cops can wear masks, but hero like the who we think of the heroes aren't allowed to to wear masks. It's very kind of Watchmen, the TV series esque I was getting mm-hmm. vibes from. Uh, and there's kind of some story stuff crossed over with that, which I think is interesting. But I do I feel like who's ever editing the math books is doing a real good job. It it they all they're all vibing along the same. Yeah, lines. this yeah.
2: took a major editorial nice. effort. Uh, I mean, future state mm-hmm. across the board, but individual, yeah. like, tight-life well, families, like Gotham, especially.
0: Yeah, yeah and I think and that might, The it, bad books definitely 30... feel the most connected, I think, out of all of them, just in, just in terms because... of the world, because, like, there's a couple of references in some of the other books or, like, things, mm-hmm. and obviously Yara is, like, a connective tissue between, like, all the books she's in, but this is the right. one where it feels like the city's, like, status quo is, like, gradually being kind of told through all of them in yeah. little yeah. snippets. Yeah, and it's so interesting you're well, them... they're set at, like, different time periods as well. They're not all, like, concurrent. Oh, yeah.
1: No, but yeah, but they're they're all like again, they're parsing it out just enough, and if you're reading them all, you're getting the full story, but if not, you're still getting enough of a story that it yeah. doesn't matter, it's just mm-hmm. the little little tiny things, and I really appreciate that in something like this
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I think the, the story here flows very well, I think Tamaki's writing's always been very well paced mm-hmm. uh you know, you have a lot of, of the narration from Batman, uh, a lot of great big action, the big splash page where he rips off his, uh like, sort of, like, casual, you know, civvy suit, and he has, like, sort of bat armor underneath. But it's a bit, it's a bit more... It's less slick and high-tech. It's a bit more just armor with a bat, like, painted on it. It's a bit more uh-huh. lo-fi. Uh, and we have family, again, in these... I mean, that, that full page where he's jumping down... Uh, from the b- top of the building, and it's like a low-angle shot looking up, and it's just all the neon lights of all the different buildings around them, the blues, the reds, mm-hmm. the greens, the yellows. Um, and it even hits a billboard, because he, you know, he fires his grapple gun and like, slams into something. And even the way the art has all these lines come out from the billboard, it gives you this impression of like a digital like distortion uh, on impact. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not even a realistic thing from the sense of, like, it wouldn't be coming out of the screen. I guess maybe it's, if it's like a hologram-style thing, maybe it would, but... The idea is that it just it make, it gives you a feeling of like the sort of the impact that his body on that billboard has to the image on the billboard. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh mic's going. Yeah, makes going, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, so. the the art is particularly
2: great. I'm I'm really glad as well that you know just slightly relayed that uh they confirmed Dan Morrow will still be doing uh, once and future. Um they'll just be taking a longer break between arcs so we can do presumably just oh, an arc of detective and then right. he'll do once and future uh, and and alternate between them, I think is yeah, the plan. This-
1: so I need to get reading once in future because I know you would love of, it. Yeah. it's come kind of highly recommended, but I, I knew Dan Moore from Klaus, the, the, uh, Oh, the Grand Grand Morrison Morrison stuff.
2: yeah. That's also yeah, great. Santa
1: book. And it's just, it's really, really good. So to see him doing Batman and it fits like it's completely different from that fantasy where I kind of know him from, right? Mm. Like once in future and then Klaus and here, he's doing like future neon. Like right. I, I think- get it.
2: You can correct wrong, he was on the Buffy book for a while as well. He did the first... At least the first arc, maybe the first two arcs. Okay. Right, so, so again, but that fits more in that fantasy side of things yeah. that, that we're kind of linking so, him with. So this so is to, very to see
1: here, and it looks just as good as what I've seen from him before. Like, that's, that's how I think... To me, that's a sign of a fantastic artist, that their style just works in. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, and this is a lot dirtier. Because, you, mm-hmm. you know, coming from the Buffy book, the Buffy book which was very notable because one of the things he did very well in that book, which is not something that most books have to concern themselves with, but with that one, it perhaps did because it's, you know, a, a book based on a show, is that he had some really magical moments where he would capture the likeness of the actors so well in moments that it was it was kind of eerie, like how much Buffy looked like Sarah Michelle together and the way she would smirk or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, with this book, and the books that he's done, and most comics, that's not an issue. You're not, you're not trying to match like a real person. It just has to be well, recognizably yeah. Bruce Wayne in this instance. Yeah, um, so but yeah, so that's close enough.
1: But it's almost aggressively Batman, like that, like that, where he rips off his regular clothes and he's wearing mm. the bat suit underneath. It, it looks almost like Jim Lee Batman, you know. But it's no, not. Where we like, it's from, yeah, yeah. It's just the way that it is. It's, it's very, very Batman, and it fits. So. Uh, yeah,
0: and it gives you this idea of the the the, the that rise of the black market, you know, because the woman in the diner that he talks to briefly when he's he's got enough credits to his name, he buy a cup of coffee because he's got no money yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the real question is though, do do you do you Jim bro? Uh, uh, of course you like that it's,
2: it's such a, I don't know just this hologram being like, hey you Jim bro uh,
0: I will say this has made me I mean I was already excited for Detective I already felt it was, I was comf- already comfortable with both creators yeah. but this has just made me more excited for it
1: I'm, yeah as someone that was like oh, I don't want to buy another Batman book I'm kind of like I'd rather, <laughs> this one than, I'd rather read the Tamaki Mora one than the the Tynan one to be honest you
0: yeah, know that, so I mean I, yeah, I'm, like, I'm probably more excited for Detective now than I am Batman that's not way I still want to read yeah. Batman but um Ready. you know. uh, yeah, me too. so no this, is, this was uh really enjoyable and honestly the only thing going against this issue is that next batman's main story last week was so goddamn good that this is still kind of the secondary one but it's mm-hmm. it's really good though yeah 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 <laughs> like it's just and i do like that it feels different you know the whole uh like the neon even though it's technically the same city the, the really focusing yeah. on the, the cyberpunk visuals of this one really mm-hmm. makes it stick out
2: I think the, the only thing going against this one in comparison to the other one is there's less of a story so far. It's the mm-hmm. mystery, just the world. It's like what's going on, it's oh. throwing us in and that's
0: very intentional. It's a lot simpler. It's it's you know, it's Batman's been taken down and now he's like he's the underdog again, right? And he has to try and fight back and take on the magistrate and Right. Probably I'm right.
2: have seen him start fighting back
0: yet. Yeah. And probably fail, I imagine assuming the next Batman set later.
2: Right. Uh, oh, yeah, it yeah, probably is. I, I know they released an
0: official timeline. Um, oh yeah, I uh, probably oh, beforehand. You probably go check that, I suppose. Uh, but, uh, so that was the the main story. Uh, the second story, which is the Grifter story, which I, I mean, I I have no f- real familiarity. Grifter is a character who I only heard of when the New 52 was announced. It was like, hey, Grifter's got a book. Oh, who? Huh? Whatever. To, to <laughs> me,
1: I don't know who, like, for Grifter as the most 90s hero, it's a toss up between Grifter, Lobo, and Cable. But like, <laughs> like just, they just they their names ring up. Um and I like Rosenberg from what I've I've read. Oh well, uh-huh. yeah, just
0: just to make this clear, uh, Matthew Rosenberg's writing this story, Right. And, and I I have liked his work on a couple of Marvel minis that I've read from. Mm-hmm. So this right. was the sort of thing where I might have been really unenthusiastic about reading this this yeah. story, but I saw his name and then obviously DG Domenico on the art. Right. I was like, okay, I'll give it a fair shot, and we'll see how it is. Without this
1: creative team, I probably just would have skipped this and just read the the first story. But you know, that said, it's still kind of not my jam. Like I just. I don't know he the not my kind of character, but it, the story reads well enough, and the art's good enough you know yeah. but but yeah i don't i don't I felt weird about this one it's it's okay it it was i mean the the
2: the, the first uh narration box you know this isn't as bad as it looks. it feels like okay, we're doing a, a hawk guy kind of reference as I yeah. like to set you up as the the tone and the mood of what to expect, mm-hmm. but it's not as good as that comic
0: right, oh, it's definitely not as good as that um. I thought it was alright, though. Like, uh, you know, yes. I, like, I, like, I genuinely like this more than some of the other Future State books this week. So, uh, By the way, are we not writing these individually this, this uh, week? We can, but I forgot to do it at the yeah. time, so we'll do both at the end. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: so. Um,
1: but no, I, I do like in the story, too, Like, it, it continues that, that sense of what Gotham is now, like that, yeah. that's still going because you have Luke Fox being brought in at the same time as Cole Cash, and now you know they know each other from that story. And what was it, Detective? Was that ten twenty seven, or that? I that uh... was in Batman, wasn't it? Or was it Batman? Oh, it wasn't Batman, wasn't it? Mm. How many times. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it yeah, I think it was Batman. Right. Yeah, because because uh, uh, Fox brought in Grifter as like a uh, as a bodyguard. Yeah, I think because right, everything that
0: happened. Because uh, this has a lot more story in the first one, actually. Uh, the first, you know, story in this book. I mean uh mm-hmm. this has a lot going on because we have the whole idea that he's got an alias uh but then he's right. found out so he's arrested he he ends up in the same van as luke fox who's also been arrested for his history as batwing mm-hmm. uh and they end up being sort of like lumped together because you know drifter makes this daring escape uh mm-hmm. and it ends up with them going to you know the was it the queen of clubs they're referring to uh who it turns out to be huntress but uh, right. they're looking for the queen of clubs and they end up turning into, like, a, they run into a black mask gang, and there's a lot of action, there's a lot of quippiness, there's a lot of, you know, one-liners from Grifter. He's kind of, you know, the... It's almost mm-hmm. like a Han Solo-esque character, but set in, like, a present-day city kind of vibe that they're going for with him. Um, you know... Well, yeah, just, well, so I scoundrel. Because I, I can see the hot guy reference, but I do think the character is a bit more Star-Lord, Han Solo-esque, yeah, in terms yeah, of his attitude. Yeah. Uh... Which is, you know, which is fine. I I mean, it's one of those things where I think the art's pretty good. I think mm-hmm. Williamson's a good writer, so I actually thought it was really easy to Rosenberg. read. so I, I, Yeah, sorry. What did I say? he yeah, said Williamson. I said Williamson, sorry. Uh, but Rosenberg's a good writer, so I, I think it's the... Like, I'm down to read part two of this because I'm going to be reading the next Dark Detective anyway. So I'll read the rest of this. Yeah. It was a decent enough time. It was just... It was
1: just, it, It's fine. I just, you know... I, I don't it's... think it's
0: sold me on Drifter no. as a thing I want. But that no, said, like, though... If this, if this, you know, backup's going to continue as a backup in whatever book it was popping in up the, in. Uh, it's
2: in the anthology one. It's in
0: the anthology in the one. Anthology, like, yeah. I'll keep reading it there. If it's part of that, that anthology, I'll keep reading it. I'm happy enough to do that.
2: Yeah, I'm... Probably I will as well. It's not got me, like, in- hooked yet, but it's solid enough. Um, I, well, I mean, maybe this could grow on me
0: i i could see I could see Rosenberg making me care about Grifter by the time he's done like a full story, but obviously this is one issue yeah, and don't get me wrong, yes, Yara floor that was achieved in one issue, but not everyone can be that good no no, that was pretty spectacular yeah, so yeah is uh, what it is i i, I... Not bad though, because I was kind of you know I got to the, the first page I, was, I kind of rolled my eyes I was like, oh I like the names actually so maybe it'll be okay but I, I kind of I was hesitant for a minute when I'm like I oh, do I really care about reading a grifter back up, uh but it was okay I'm not, I'm not like over the moon but it's okay yeah. uh perfectly fine all right so we'll we'll rate them individually uh first so uh, Matt what are you given uh the uh,
1: uh, so dark detective I'm gonna give an eight sure and then. Grifters, I'm
0: going to give a, a, a seven. Okay. Individual rating score? Uh,
1: just for that, I did check that timeline real quickly.
2: Do you see being weird? Um, every Batman story uh, or every Gotham story is set in 2025, with the exception of Dark Detective. Like, even Grifter is set in 2025, Dark Detective is set in 2027. The next Batman. Is the only thing out of the entire future state thing they did not put a, a date on. They didn't. They intentionally left it off the
0: timeline. Ah, well, so, so it'll be a surprise when it's set, then.
2: Yeah. Uh, as for my ratings, uh, I think I'll give the first one an eight point five, and the second one a six point five.
0: I'll go the first one eight point five, second one a seven. Uh, but we should probably rate the book overall as well, since that's how we're going to rank it later. <laughs> so Matt, what's your overall rating oh. for that detective?
1: Man, I really like that first story. So I guess I'll give it a 7.5. Uh, I guess that just cuts the middle.
2: Cara? Yeah, that's my plan as well. Cut the middle to 7.5. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'll go on 8. Uh, you know, between 7 and 8.5, I'll, I'll lean higher because I really like the first one. And that's more important to me than the backup. Which was still pretty good. It didn't, it didn't ruin my mood. Which sometimes a backup can ruin my mood. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. That's Dark Detective. Future state Justice League issue one, Joshua Williamson writing the main story, uh Ramvey on the other one, and then we have Robson Rock and uh, Marcio Takara as they are on each story as well. Mm-hmm. Uh so this uh yeah this was again another one that was curious to get into but Williamson's obviously a writer that we have some sense of uh you know awareness yep. of, uh, his style, how he writes. Um but I think this issue, that's is the main story this is. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they did a pretty good job of really kind of establishing the team. It helps that obviously some of these characters we have an idea of. Uh, some of them are completely new. Brand new. new. Uh, you know, yeah. the Flash uh, character seems pretty new. Obviously, Andy as the new Aquaman. Obvi- we don't really know her character, but we at least know where she comes from. So there's some con- context for who she is.
1: I was And it's just me being the continuity nerd. Uh-huh. Trying to figure out when this takes place. Yes. To, to to John's age, to her age,
0: like because John should John should be about what seventeen years older than her.
1: Yeah. Sixteen,
0: seventeen years old. Yeah, whatever age yeah. he is when he came back from the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, uh, but if you don't get hung up on that, the story still reads great because you kind of get the individual vibes. Like here, the way that this Justice League comes together because Williamson's hinting at like this. Someone brought the Justice League down from the inside, and so it changed the way that they operate to where yeah, they, 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 they come together for these big threats, but they're very in, like impersonal with each other. Well, to, to which, a
0: point, part of what this yeah. issue does is that it kind of sets that up and then reveals how half of them break that rule almost immediately. Yeah. Because right. it sets up that, yes, the Justice League essentially were taken down because the ranks got too big, there was too many members, mm-hmm. and someone who learned all the secrets took them down from the inside. Uh, the page that it shows that, like this one panel, uh-huh. we know it's not Batman, Green Arrow, Superman, Martian Manhunter, or Wonder Woman, because they're all facing whoever On it is. Opposite side. Yeah. right. There's a mysterious foot in the foreground. So, so.
1: And the fact that I know that Williamson and Bendis work together for a while, well, like Bendis as a character shows up in Nailbiter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me wonder if this is part of something that Bendis is going to play with.
0: I suspect mm-hmm. it probably is. It, it feels like know? it's hinting at something. This is such a, yep. a specific thing to put in here. Without it leading to something that's going to happen, and and the the main book going forward, so... uh, We're going to be abandoning the Hall of Justice in the not-too-distant future, then. Which...
1: Right, and so this gives it... So, like, whereas Gotham has this, like, police state, like, Blade Runner-esque, this Earth just almost seems like a dystopia. Right? Where... It almost feels like Gotham and the rest of the country got swapped. Where Gotham's like, yeah, it's a police state, you know... But it's still bright and colorful where everything else here seems like dingy and just kind of left to rot. I'm precious. sure I think it interesting.
0: I'm precious sure as the same earth as the Gotham we're reading in the future step books, Matt.
1: No, I know. But what yeah. I'm saying is whereas we think of Gotham now as kind of like this shithole, right? Where it doesn't seem like it's out anymore. Like Gotham seems for as dark and gritty as it is, it seems almost cleaned up because of the police state. And it's bright and it's hidden under the neon lights. Whereas here, with the Hall of Justice, which was that paragon of, of hope it's and this I mean, it's, building right, that's just a mess. So, what's the rest of the country look like? You know what and, I mean. Yeah. So, so, it gives us dystopian vibe to future state that I hadn't gotten until this. Right, year, and and you know just, know just I
2: mean? a just a glance at this timeline, that I got this Justice League book is set roughly fifteen years after most of the Gotham stuff. Oh, okay, okay. It, that's but, what it. That's what I'm seeing gotcha. on this anyway. Yeah, well, that,
1: that's right. Either way, I still think it works, but I I do like. Williamson, for me, the strength of this is the, the character work that he does. Like, Because I, I read this last. I kind of saved this. Um, and I wanted that Yara Floor vibe. And I got it from Williamson here. Like, it's not the same as it was in her own book. It's not as but strong. It but
2: it's know, of a there. voice it, is there.
1: It feels like the same character. John feels like the same character and just the fact that he's kind of in his dad's shadow and he kind of wants things like how it used to be. And then you have Joe, who this is the first time we're seeing her interact with any other DC characters that aren't, you know. Which I also... Like
2: she's she's the detective she's, of the team. She's the, yeah. she's the
1: almost the de facto leader. Like, they kind of all look to her for guidance. Which does... You know, we
0: should we should talk about the fact that that kind of sets up the idea that Far Sector is set in the future. Because yep. up until then we've had no context for when that yep. is. It's just been kind mm-hmm. of, you know, she's off in this other part of the galaxy I doing it's this.
1: Amorphous. like we kinda of get the vibe that she's not the typical Green Lantern because of how her ring works and kind of what brought her there. But outside of that, her origin could have taken place at any time, right? Which... It could have been present day, it could have been a little bit in the future. We don't really know. But here now it almost seems like it's it's there. And the fact that we know that that Thorne intends to bring Joe in later. Yeah, also it begs adds questions to that.
2: for the setting of that book, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: so. unless there's time travel, which is also possible because it is comics oh, after all. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, inhabiting the the old Hall of Justice, we've got the the future Legion of Doom, which is Despera, AmazeX, Cobalt Blue, the Street yeah. Showel, which is a Talon, the Flood, which right. is mentioned. I mean, obviously it's an Aquavillain, but like it's mentioned right. later that this is Andy's arch nemesis. <laughs> right. Ultraviolet right. Lanterns there as well. Uh. So. And Ivo. Ivo and, and morrow Yeah, the other yep, the morrow. other ones. And that's the thing. So it sets up that they're going to make their big push to kill the Justice League. But then the main story is is that the Justice League find them all dead. Whoever, whoever, whatever third party they were bringing in to help kill the Justice League killed them instead. And that's the, that's the crime scene. That's what, that's what Joe is investigating. That's what they're all kind of on edge about.
1: The line that killed me, uh, and it shows just how dark that that Williamson can be, and I appreciate for him, is they go, I'm pretty sure we're standing in the flood just because it's the water covering yeah. all that, And I was yeah. just like, oh, man. It's a,
0: it's a neat touch. Right. So yeah. so one of the things that really sets up, though, is that they're not all supposed to know who each other are in terms of their real identities. Um, but over the course of the book, we find out that that's not true for everyone. Like, Superman and Wonder Woman know who each other are. Aqua, uh, women, I guess, and Flash yeah. n- know who each other are because uh, they hang out. And no Flash... knows e- who
1: Batman
0: is. And Flash points out, like, you know, you break that rule for me because... Uh, they're trying to like convince Andy, like, hey, maybe we should like, get to know each other a bit more. Maybe that would be a right. better world. And John, at the same time, is kind of like, hey, maybe we should expand. I mean, I know we're not supposed to, but it feels like we're not big enough right. to deal with, you know, yeah. certain threats. So... I mean, cause um,
2: John's not like the only one who really remembers the old ways, because while he wasn't part of that league, you know, so, he was around, he, he knew them. So, yeah. uh, um, and, and Joe, maybe has some,
0: like, familiarity. Uh, familiarity, yeah, whereas a lot yeah. of them feel a lot newer than that. Like, right. yeah, maybe and, they just were like... Yeah, and it is. Yeah, and it... It, it's worth mentioning back into the mystery of who the Batman is, which we know who it is. I mean, well, I mean, admittedly, it's, been, fif- it's been 15 okay. years, admittedly. Maybe it's different in the Justice League book, but...
1: <laughs> it's whoever the, the new Batman's Robin is.
0: But <laughs> it's very possible. But it is notable that this book, it does not like have like a... Because I mentioned how it goes to like a personal conversation for several other characters. There's none of that with the Batman. And it would never no. go with him to his own personal space where yeah. we see how he's dealing with things. Gu- Guaranteed it's coming after they reveal it. Probably. Inside the next Batman yeah. book. Very, very, right. po- very possibly. But the big ending is, is that characters who appear to be other members of the Justice League show up and... Uh, knock out you know, not kill, but like take care of all the various members, and it's like, wait, you're seeing a Superman there, I'm seeing a Superman here. what's going on and they're all taken out, and it turns out that the villains who were being sort of brought in by Legion of Doom to help, who killed them are the hyper clan, a gang uh, of white Martians
1: <laughs> yeah, masquerading as heroes from Flippin' Morrison's Justice League way back in the nineties yeah
0: this yeah. is this is a, deep a, hell pull. Of a
1: turn. Because yeah. as I'm reading, like who who is this? Like who could the, is is Williamson setting something up that we're we're all gonna know? Is it like gonna be a shock? Like it's you know Damien or whatever? Because he's <laughs> at this point I knew he's doing Robin, right? Like sure, right? So I'm like, what what's he doing? And then when I turn the page and it's the Hyper Clan, which is a story I haven't read co- going up twenty years at this point now. It's been a while. It made me stupidly excited, just like. And I get it. It's the shallow, hey, I know what that reference is. But just the idea that this this team was created to, to basically be an anti-Justice League by Morrison just to be revealed to be white Martins, uh, Martians and here that's what they're now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'd
2: have
1: had that's a fun. problem with
2: it if it didn't make it clear what it was. But immediately it's you yeah. know, oh, and we're the HyperClan here. You know, and it's like, oh, you know, you know, they they go white Martians. They hit all these boxes that you know, because they yep. like say this is a story from what thirty odd years ago, give or take. <laughs> Let's not go that far. It's from ninety-seven. All right,
0: twenty-five. Okay, twenty-four. <laughs> it makes you feel better, Connor. I'm
2: rounding. I'm rounding for round dramatic down. effect.
0: You round down. It's twenty. Why is a dramatic effect? Why why is twenty-five more dramatic than twenty-four? Because
2: it's a nice round number.
0: And twenty-five, twenty-five sounds worse than
2: twenty-four. It's it's like a hundred sounds worse than ninety-nine.
0: Yeah, but. It doesn't sound worse to you because you try trying to like, stretch it to make it sound like your first estimate was right.
2: I was just, I was just trying to make it Matt sound was right. a long was, time right. ago.
0: It was closer to 20 than 30. Matt was closer to being right. Right. I have settled right. this dispute. The,
2: the point here is <laughs> My point it, that, that is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What I was getting at is that was a long time ago. There are lots and lots and lots <sighs> of people who will read this who have never read that story. So it was right. really important, I think, to you know to put this in in a digestible way that if you've got no idea, never read that, never heard of it, it doesn't matter. it works. and that succeeds
1: right so so in this world where heroes are kind of not trusted amongst themselves anyways, now you're introducing this concept of, of the hyperclan and the white Martians and how, how easy deceitful they are yeah, and how they're going to be able to basically take over the identities of the justice yeah,
0: league the, the final panel is them all forming into the justice league and flying off yeah. to be the the heroes of the world is this one that's getting four issues or just two is this just a two-parter or four-parter i'm not sure I don't know is um, this back on week four this month or is it just an issue two next month uh because there's a couple that are four issues most of them are only two though um i will have a quick oh,
1: look go, go ahead because whatever they're gonna do i i'm here for this i really enjoyed the story
0: yeah, it was good. It's interesting that this is uh this is not a Ben the story because you know obviously a lot of yeah. these two two parts or whatever are all from right. the teams that are taking over. Right. It's interesting that this maybe has a hint of what Ben's going to do with this traitor mm-hmm. that maybe he's asked yeah. Williamson to put in, but yeah. not necessarily. It's only two issues, by the way. Oh, two. Okay. Oh man.
1: Uh, and then Roca's art, I feel, is is pretty good because Roca's been this artist that I don't want to say the house style because there's more flair to it, but it's very you know kind of what you would think of a Justice League artist.
0: Right, Itivis, Itivis. That's uh, the second time you said his name because the first time you said it, I thought you said Roca, Ruka, Rokasar. I'm no, like, wait, Roka. Matt. No, one
1: right. of us is
0: very confused. Yes, <laughs>
1: I, got, yes, yes I got the Barbara and statue, and I had how to bring up issue eight, but no, not here.
3: Okay.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, no, Robson Roca. So, and it's very just, it's it, it fits Justice League, like every, you know, the characters,
2: you know, because they're not iconic. I think new. Roka's a very. Dependable artist. Yeah, in that. it's not like a particularly flashy style. It's not like it doesn't wow me, but it's really no. solid and dependable for any kind of mainline DC book. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Justice League. you your you Superman obviously was on right. Aquaman for a while. Any of those sort of characters.
0: Yeah. Uh, so now Justice League was was pretty solid. I, I think he did a good job. of... Uh, I don't think the storytelling this is like completely perfect or as exciting as some of the other better ones, but. I do think it was a very solid introduction to the dynamics of the team, how they feel about each other, uh, who are some of these maybe less known characters. It, seeing seeing Adult Andy was really cool because that, you know, Andy's this new character, this baby. And yeah. seeing seeing her living at the lighthouse and like getting a call from Aquaman and Mira, uh was was a neat I'm little about, thing.
1: They're they're doing something with Jackson as well, so it's yeah. like that's why uh he hasn't assumed the mantle, like they gave it to Andy because, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah, they're offering Atlantis
0: even- or doing whatever. Yeah,
1: and it, yeah. it just feels like, you know, uh, legacy storytelling, which like, Wonder Woman felt like that last week, but a lot of them just felt like this is just future state, whereas this felt like this could have easily just been a future story in Justice League. And everything everything just clicks.
0: You know? Yeah. Um, uh, so no, uh, I, I enjoyed it. What you you rating the, uh, the main Justice League story?
1: I'm, I'm giving this one an 8, as well as the... So yeah.
0: Uh, just a 7 from me. I think it's pretty good. i, I like Ruby with the eight. Uh, I-, I had fun. So, uh, i had just Dark back up then, um, which was interesting jumping into for me, because I've you know, i been enjoying Ram stuff on Catwoman, I have not oh. been reading Justly Dark. Um, I have no idea if any of this is any kind of follow-up to anything that's been going on in Dark, or if it's just a completely fresh it- thing, because it's the future.
1: I-, I don't know if because it- a certain character that was involved but There's, I was getting big Demon knight vibes, Connor. I don't know if you No, were.
2: I agree. Um, I think uh, we're, we're talking about Merlin here, I think. Well, uh, not just
1: Merlin, but the, the character that goes with Merlin.
2: Right. But Merlin yeah. specifically showed up in, I don't know if it was the last issue or the one before mm-hmm. last of, of Justice League Dark, um, oh. and was kind of teased as going to be having a role going forward, right. but we didn't get to any of that. So that's the no. biggest connection to what has been going on. And right. I think it's more... This is uh maybe teasing some of the the storylines that Rambi's going to be doing in the near future.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the basic gist of this is that Merlin's got like an army, like hunting down magic users and yeah. burning them at the stake, and I guess wants to be the only stuff. magical person. Almost
1: like they're, he's purging magic that he can't control. Yeah.
0: You know?
1: Like all magic flows through Merlin, and so that of course puts our heroes at you know, odds and ends, you know, and this one almost feels like it takes place closest to now, out of the Future State books thus far. Because um, this almost feels like it could have been the next
2: Yeah, arc, this one you know? uh, takes place 2030, so a little bit after the Gotham books, but before okay. the, the main story in this, by about, about gotcha. a decade.
1: So... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we get Zatanna and Detective Chimp going and trying to unravel this mystery and, and find a way kind of a, to fight Merlin back. And they end up at, at, uh, Rory Reagan. And I was like, how do I,
0: how do I know that name? It's Ragman. Uh, and then, yep. You, I'm you surprised and I out. didn't talk that immediately. I, I, I only know his name because of, because of uh, because of Arrow. Yes. Yeah, because because of... when you
1: type in Rory Reagan, that's the first thing that comes up is Arrow, which, oh, <laughs> no, <annoying>, but, <laughs> um,
0: yeah, oh, I was like, oh, oh, it- all I could think was oh yeah, where did he go? He just left. He just yeah. wandered off at the show randomly so, at some point and never came back.
1: They go to the shop where, you know, he kinda deals in, in black uh but market not sales and
2: magic stuff. Other look the, the inciting factor of this is they've well, they've
1: burnt Zoriel, the, the the angel. The angel. Yeah, that, that's pretty big. And so
0: yeah. I will admit that was probably the most alienating thing for me at the start of this is I had no idea who they were talking about.
1: Oh well, that's from I mean, Morrison's it's, Justice League as well, right? And and it was also uh,
2: does does it matter because all the context is there. It's like, hey, they they go, hey, it's Ariel. you know, They they, they burn an angel. how did they manage to burn an angel? Right. That's all you really need to know.
1: Well, and then they they introduce another thing which I just absolutely love is that they've bonded uh, Etrigan with Detective Chimp and they've changed the rhyme.
2: Gone, gone the simian.
1: Yes, yeah, so gone simian. Yeah. And it so rhymes with Etrigan, which I will say, I, I'd like to pick, if I could pick anything of Ranvi's mind for this, why does he have Etrigan rhyme sometimes and not other times? Because certain I think... writers will have it just come out like, it's just a formality for Etrigan, right? But here he does it sometimes, and other times he no, doesn't.
2: No, there is a pattern to it. Anytime he says more than one sentence, it rhymes. If it's okay. just one line, it doesn't. Okay. So it's it's like it's if if he's if he's speaking in pairs or or longer, okay. there are rhymes.
1: Because some sometimes the the writer will make it rhyme across the board. You know, whatever that ends the first yeah. sentence, and that bubble, and it'll rhyme with the rest of them. So that's why. But there's been other writers that just go, all right. Uh, it might have been even Taylor in deceased when they when they brought a Netch again with Constantine, where he's like, all right, not enough of the the rhyming crap. You don't need to do that with me. You know, like. Um, but, anyways, pairing him with Detective Chip, I just thought was fantastic. Like,
2: I, what, I what hope this resources. is something that happens.
1: Yes, because uh, I, I, I can't think see of two characters that would hate each other more than Etrigan and Detective Chip. You know, oh, no. Etrigan
2: uh, and Jason Blood.
1: Yeah, but like it's a little bit different because Jason Blood is a magic like dude, right? Like that's, part that's of true. Things. Yeah. Detective Chip is just like almost science gone wrong, and that's what led to. I know, yeah. Led to him, and then he's thrown into this magical world, which I think that's why Detective Chimp stick, sticks out so much in Shadow Pack and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's another thing that's felt almost like a Shadow Pack book, too. Like it just it was hitting like the greatest hits of DC magic books that I've enjoyed. Um, but yeah, so they end up, of course, coming across Constantine, who looks like he's seen quite a few battles, you know, his, he's all scarred up, but he's still the Constantine we all know and love. Um, and Xanadu's there, uh, also hold up in this camp because they figured out they could kind of hide in plain sight amongst the downtrodden, uh, which was another thing I thought was mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Um, all to reveal that they're hiding somebody, that it's very important that, you know, uh, Merlin not get, which I thought was, was a nice little wrinkle.
0: All uh, right, that's great. Yeah. He's, he's yeah.
1: there. That, that was a nice. I, I was letting it, someone it's... else take over, so I'm not just rambling.
0: Well, you, you um, took it. You, you you started driving the ship. I thought I'll just let you go. Yeah. I was waiting for
1: Connor more than anybody because I didn't expect. As I'm reading this, I'm like, "How's Pete gonna pick this apart?" <laughs> Cause,
2: I, I cause actually this think match. this is. Uh, I mean, it may not be to Pete's taste. That's a different thing, but I do think it's very accessible to anyone who hasn't been reading Justice League Dark. I don't think there is anything particularly obtuse set of references yeah. that you need to have known beforehand.
1: It feels like a relaunch almost, and I feel that that's that's. This good.
2: could have been a Justice League Dark issue one, and and you'd yeah. be fine. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, but no, just just the interpersonal between all the characters, Zatanna and Constantine and all that. It, and then you bring in Etrigan, and it feels like Etrigan's at odds with all of them. I was getting the Demon Knights vibes, but then some of the other stuff felt like Shadow pack because then you throw in Ragman and, and you know the the way that they're able to get his suit because it you know it craves souls. Etrigan brings a soul up from hell that's almost like a Hulk, right? And it charges up the Ragman suit. Yeah,
2: there you go. I got souls to spare.
1: Right, so it just it felt like these these other books. And, it you know, different than Tynan's. Because even when Ram V took over, it very much felt like that was Tynan's Justice League Dark.
2: Still. Yeah, I, I kind of mentioned this uh, quite a bit while, while you were gone. That those last few issues felt like the end of Tynan's run really was this stuff with with Ramby's stuff, even even though he was writing it, and I don't think he was using Tynan's notes. I think he just interpreted his own ending and extrapolated uh, outwards. Right, but it felt like no, they were all Tynan's plot threads that he was finishing off, and coming back after Future State will be the start of Ramby's real run, so to speak, or or maybe this is as well. You know, this this is kind of a. It feels like a prologue, a tease of things to come, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say for sure. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and the art fits. I forget who the, the art was. Who was the art beat?
0: Oh, uh, it was uh, Takara, Marcio Takara. That's
1: right. All right. Yeah. It's really, really moody. Like we get this, again, a dystopian kind of vibe.
2: I really With, like the. You know, um, it's lots of strong, thick lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Looks uh, very well. It was okay. I, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I like, I. I you know, I'm, I'm giving it a chance best, I, best I can. I, I really am. Uh, yeah. but uh, honestly, it did really make me want to go back and reread Demon Knights because it's it's mm-hmm. been a while. Yeah, it's just conceptually, there's a lot of things here that I just I, I'm not as uh in tune to, and I don't really like uh, like I hate reading dialogue. I hate it with a passion. <laughs> um, so you don't like rhymes. It's I not know, just this, that. It's the, it's felt it's, like it's the lettering really like. as well. I don't like. I don't, I don't like uh, the way it's phrased. I mean, it's not just that it's rhyming. I mean, it's not so much that it's rhyming. It's the way that it tur- the fr- the turn of phrase to make sure it rhymes that more bothers me. I, I do That's feel true. like this was lighter on the
2: rhyming. You know, like I said, there are some that yep. summarize where every single you know line will rhyme with the following line, whereas oh. this felt like it was uh, you know like a one and three, for example, or a two and four like flow with how they did it, so it didn't feel like it well, was into the mould as strictly, yeah. so it felt a lot easier to read compared to a lot of and stuff, at least to me.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't really have any particularly thing bad to say about it. It's more just a, a taste thing than anything else. I'm just not as invested in the ideas that the book's given me. Um, I'm really intrigued by who this knight is that's leading Merlin's yeah, army. Oh,
2: it, it, it feels like it's going to be someone that we know. To uh, setting it up, but I'm
1: not if entirely
0: sure.
1: Ma- maybe, maybe it we is. Know. We don't know what happened. Like they just say that they they become unbonded. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's cold so... snap.
0: It's obviously cold snap. Why would you it's even guess anyone snap. else?
1: Yeah, I true. would kind of love that. <laughs> or what if it's Azrael? Right, like just mm-hmm. had that little wrinkle there. You know, a man of belief in with the magic users and whatnot. Like it's, that's it's Gary block. Busey. That's
0: Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess. Is like, he still alive? He's yeah, bit... Yes, he's still alive. You can't kill a Busey. Busey's never die.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm just saying th- <laughs> I feel like I've heard like, oh, Tragic Patsy and Gary Busey and then we all moved on, you know? But if you the don't he's alive, I'm also going to believe
2: leftovers you. is proof. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, what's up? What did you say, Connor? There's a, re- said,
0: re- there's a joke in The Leftovers where Gary oh. Busey's one of the people who is taken. So the idea being that he might be important to uh, to a wow. divine entity. <laughs> uh that's terrifying. It's a, it's a it's a bit of a running gag. It's a bit of a running gag. Yes. uh wasn't there an inflatable Buse in the There was. Yeah, they they ran, yeah, there was, was in the yeah. second season. It was great. This
1: is not the show I thought it
0: was. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean I honestly I, I have very little to say enthusiastic. And it's not, it's just purely a lack of interest, and it, it says something that when I eventually did start talking, I immediately just wanted to start cracking jokes. So honestly, you know, maybe it's better for people if I don't uh, read Justice League Dark. I'll I'll try the the first proper issue back and see how it is. But
1: you guys can just what Bendis is Justice League and
0: Justice League Dark now, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I think you okay. do
0: get Zamanico
2: on out in the uh... yeah when it comes back
0: so America's a good selling point i will say that yeah that a good selling point um but that's just that's just something about talking about a lot of the subjects that came up you know with magic realms and spells and merlin's armies i mean hell even just the name of the word Mer- merlin just made me roll my eyes a little bit and made me disinterested i'm like Ugh, merlin really we're doing merlin things
2: <laughs> uh,
0: i i just want to say as much as uh
2: you know i'm, I'm going, hey, gray, Uh. Caro does a great job here as well. Like the um, mm-hmm. the, that panel of uh, Etrigan breathing to reveal, yeah, you know, bring the fire to re- reveal fate is yep. absolutely wonderful.
1: cool and the whole stuff of the tarot cards too. I feel like the mm. the design of the tarot cards looks really, from what I've seen from tarot, you know, but just enough that it fits in yeah. with this. So, like even the demon looks like Etrigan right? When you look at the devil card, yeah, and it has yeah. vibes to it. So, yeah. um, but no, just it feels great. Jeez.
0: Very yeah, few uh, fictional characters would make me less interested than than the mention of Marilyn. Maybe like Boba Fett for example. Oh. Maybe that would do it. Oh, I don't, see you.
1: don't you dare go there. Boba Fett's a saint.
0: <laughs> I have dialed... Robert as Boba, Boba Fett, Fett just gained
2: legions of new fans uh, over the yes. past few months. Dialed People
1: legions. that hated Boba Fett before, they're like, Boba Fett's just a suit. Well, Robert Rodriguez is like, no. Let me show you why it's awesome. And he planned it all with his sons and action figures, which, look, Robert Rodriguez. Come what does
0: Robert Rodriguez have to do with Boba Fett? Did he direct Mandalorian episodes? He did, yes. Yeah, A uh, uh, Boba Fett-focused one. Well, this is all great to hear. I am never going to watch it. He,
1: he only had 22 pages of, of story, and he turned it into a full episode. Because, you know, it's Robert Rodriguez, and that's what he does. So, I just <laughs> wish I liked his movies more.
0: Yeah, I don't know why we're praising Robert. Reed. I mean, Robert really—I like some of his movies, but he is very—he yeah. is the definition well, of hit and miss.
1: He's done—he's done the best Bubba Fett work ever, so that—that's enough for me.
0: Yeah, he also did Sensei too. So you know. yeah, let's just, let's talk about that. <laughs> he's kind of like
2: one of those people, like like Del Toro, for example, where I oh, yeah. don't don't like all of his stuff, but I think he's like a really fascinating person to hear I, talk and love- really passionate.
1: So. I don't know if you've watched it yet, Connor, but The Chef Show on Netflix. There's a whole yeah. episode at his house where he makes John Favreau pizza and they just talk about filmmaking and comparing it to making food and stuff. It's fantastic. Yeah, so, right. yeah. yeah, um, Which then you go back and watch The Chef Show and the people that he's talking to and you're just like, huh. I wonder if this was all in the, the production planning. Yeah. You know? Um,
0: all right. But anyways, well, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure uh, Gandalf will show up in the next part of the story well, and maybe less interested. Um, so, <laughs> what are you rating the like Justly Dark Story, Matt? Uh, I'm
1: giving this an 8.5. Uh Yeah, I'm going to go with the 8.5 as well.
0: Uh, 6 from me. So, uh, <laughs> then, <laughs> fill, 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 fill book rating, Matt.
1: Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. I know it doesn't max uh, out, but I really enjoyed this book.
0: Well your average is theoretically at eight point two five, so it's either up or down from there. I mean the...
1: Right, so I'm gonna go up because I, I really liked it.
0: Alright, Connor. I'm gonna go with a seven point five overall I think. I will also go with seven point five overall. Uh obviously with the just leave dark for, for very different reasons. Yeah, pulling it yeah. down for me, but hey, there you go. Uh Future State Superman Wonder Woman issue one. Dan Waters writing with Elya Del Duca on the art. Or is it Ducha maybe? This is a, a Dutra sound?
1: Finally, right, no backups.
0: or okay. Dutcher, yeah, no backup on this. This is just a straight, yeah. uh, just regular straight. size comic book, which is yep. neat. So, uh,
1: I'll I'll give Dan Waters credit because I'm not familiar with Dan Waters, right? Mm-hmm. But based off of what Connor said, I do like what he had tried to do here with the mythological aspects meeting the the sci-fi aspects. I just don't know about the dialogue and characterization. That's you know? interesting. Yeah, I just... I, I've, so got I a sticky,
0: this... I've got a sticky feeling, because Connor was very enthusiastic about what he said was definitely his number one this week, early on in the week. And yeah. I immediately assumed it was this one, so I've got a feeling that Connor's about to be extremely positive and I, I, I am going to be very positive. Yes. And
2: I, okay. I, I will be very intrigued as to hear as to, you know, your, your critiques, like genuinely.
1: Yeah, so I... Again, I like the story. I just felt like the voice for John and Yara were both a little bit off compared to, like... So I read this, and then I read Justice League this morning. And I just felt like Williamson almost had a more of a vibe on those two characters. Mind you, it's not like I know much about Yara...
0: Yeah, yeah I actually think Are Yara you... in this feels more like Yara from her own book from last week than the <sighs> Justice League book.
2: It just, I don't know that that moment where I think it's the the guy in the helicopter, uh, the pilot is like, oh, "I'll shoot uh-huh. her," and she just says, "Oh, please, please try and shoot me," and, and it, it's got the big grin on yeah. her face.
0: And then the payoff um, to that is the, the the writing the lines on the chopper. Uh, I will not try and shoot Wonder I Woman. I will not try and shoot her. Wonder Woman. I will not. I will not embezzle. from imbecile. the people of my city. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and
1: no, that, that was spot on, but it was as they started interacting. I don't know. It just felt off to me. I think it's, me. it's
2: weird because yeah. these are the only two basis uh, you know, we have mm-hmm. to compare as to, okay, what is an interaction I, between Yara and John like? Yeah, because right. it's, 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 ultimately, I prefer this one.
0: It's kind of weird yeah. because we're at a point now where we don't really know what Yara's like interacting with, because her own book, she was only interacting with other mythological beings. She's not, you know, right. the idea of her interacting with people on the regular earth and other superheroes is something we're only getting this week between two different books. And we don't really know which one is maybe the more preferred or the more accurate, or which one's going to be the more consistent, you know, consistently stuck to as we go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and To me, in, her interactions in this issue with John, kind of gave me some vibes of you know, maybe what to expect from her in terms of like what she thinks of the real world and the idea that she's very defensive of the idea of these mythological beings, this moon, the yeah. sun uh, characters, th- them existing when John doesn't really kind of, you know John immediately assumes it's like a mix of situations like, oh, it's, uh, maybe it's an imp someone pretending to yeah. be a sun god like he doesn't believe yeah. immediately from,
1: so, from Drift and stuff and then, but he's fully able like hey, oh yeah, a tyrant son yeah, that's a thing so oh, yeah. I did like the dichotomy there. there. There's a lot to like here. I was just, it was the, I don't know. It just, it fell off. And it wasn't because I read Justice League first or whatever, but just reading this, it just, I don't know. It didn't it
0: yeah. flow. I, 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 I don't know. I will say I like this quite a bit. I don't have quite the same hard-on for it that I think Connor does. <laughs> I,
2: I will say, I, I think I love this, but I, I, I really want to praise as well as the art and some of the yeah. flow. There's a, the page early on, uh where Yara jumps up to the helicopter mm-hmm. to catch it and the way it, it's it's split into the four vertical panels yep. and it like jumps across and then follows back through oh mm-hmm. I really love that layout and it's, the way uh, it transitions yeah.
0: through. The yeah. layouts are very good I will critique some of the faces are a bit off for me uh John uh, like, walkie, uh, yeah I, John. I, after John puts good morning metropolis in this, and I love the idea that he does that every morning that's a nice touch <laughs> uh yeah. But the middle panel in that, when he's sort of looking around over his shoulder, I think his face and head look really no, weird.
2: I actually agree that there are the odd panel like that, uh, and it's weird because there are other moments where it's so nailed. Like that one uh, that I said I loved with uh, Yara, you know, grinning or oh, please try and shoot me. Mm-hmm. Directly above that, uh, it's, it's, there's three panels. Uh, the middle one, her face looks like a bit puffy, like uh, yeah. it's kind of the best way I describe it. And there are definitely moments where it's like, oh, that that just doesn't feel right. But then the A lot of the the big moments, it really lands. Uh, You can see where they've spent the time, I guess.
0: What I like about this issue is kind of how it's structured, where it shows you John's typical morning, it shows you what Yara's doing on her own, Mm -hmm. and then we have this issue where she goes to visit the sun and the moon, who are literally these two gods that are just kind of like hanging out on a farm. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're they're, they're shooting the shit a little bit, but then the sun god gets really upset because he looks up at the sky and sees two suns he's like, wait, who is this menacing this second imposter? Yeah. Who is this asshole? So he he gets on his uh his flaming lion thing or whatever horse? he is. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, I did like I actually. I, I did like the little corrective thing when Yaris try to raid the moon's uh, animal. And she's like, oh, you just like my stupid Pegasus. I'm going to do this on my own yep. and just sort of leaves it. Oh, I like that corrective because that was one of the mm-hmm. best jokes in that that issue last week was the the Pegasus stuff. But yeah, we have, we're interested in this Solaris, this uh, this artificial star that has fought John many times, because even when Yara first sees, he goes, oh, this is one of John's villains. This is one of his rogues gallery, Uh, which is a really neat idea, actually, the the idea that he's got his own rogues gallery that he's built up over the years. Um, Mm -hmm. And we have this, and I'm not necessarily big on these big mythological ideas, and I don't tend to be in love with these kind of things as much. I think what makes it work for me in in this issue, (laughs) right? There's two things that make it work in this issue. One, just like last week's shower floor issue, her attitude and the way she interacts with them is not the same as how it's normally handled and it makes it gr- it grounds it a little bit more for me in a weird way. Uh two, this sun god basically trying to like have a dick measuring contest with his other son. A be- be a it's pretty funny, right? <laughs> there's there's like a, a weird petty humanness to it that I think makes it kinda work. Which
1: is the like slight like, I'm
0: faster than you or I I can be hotter than you.
1: Yeah. But isn't that true to mythology, though, you'd say, Connor? Like, those are the type of stories, because I I found when you read mythology, it's not like the stories ever really build up the gods. It almost doesn't show how fallible and human like they can be. So, like, this felt very in that spirit to where the sun god runs off and then the moon gods, who's the opposite, is just like, hey, you want some of this distilled uh, Kashaka?
2: Yeah, you no, know. it is very one. Uh, it's unusual to see the moon god being a uh, male. Uh, right. Most Usually. most cultures have the, the the moon as a woman. Uh, so right. I, that was that was interesting because uh, obviously I'm not familiar with this mythology. Right. Uh, but uh, just more to your point, yeah, uh, a lot of mythologies, as much as they are gods and or worshipped, a lot of the, the mm-hmm. stories about them are uh, how terrible people they are. Their their personalities right. are kind of not very good, and a lot mm-hmm. of the the, the sacrificing and things and worshiping their name is is out of fear as much as it is you know love or respect. Right. It's it's very different from uh, most modern religions where
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know it it, it is a, a love or respect for your 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 god mm-hmm. and, and uh, that that's the basis of it. It's very different. Um, I you know, mean, mo- most now the gods are infallible, whereas in ancient worlds it it, it it was not at all.
0: Yeah, I mean that may be just true to form, right? Uh but I guess my, right. my, my my counterpoint to that would just be, well yeah, but normally I tend to just fall asleep when I'm reading the interactions. Whereas here I well, was no, laughing. Like, here I was like chuckling yeah. and I was
1: Well, that's because like even with Diana, just her vibe's so much different is that she there is that respect built into her, right? Versus with Yara, it's kinda she's just like this is just uh, another I,
0: person. Yeah, well, no, I, I'd go for I'd go further on that. I'd say the vibe I get from Yara is it's all, she almost feels... Not, not that she's literally babysitting them, but she almost mm-hmm. has, like, a, oh, here he goes again, and she has to, like, go mm-hmm. and deal with his shit. There's kind of, like, a, right. a, a, a relatability a babys- to that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's... What, what you've just described is, like, Balder in, in Norse mythology, for example, yeah. with dealing with Thor or Loki shits. oh mm-hmm. not this bollocks again. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Uh, there, there are a lot of mythologies that have this... Take, especially, I mean, it depends on whose translations you look at. But I mean, sure. like, you've got the Greek ones of, of Zeus going, nah, I'm going to go be a swan and, and screw this, this, this woman because that's what I want. Like, <laughs> because that's a thing that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's, again, they, they, they spoke almost to a related, relatability for, for regular people. And because I know when it came to Viking stuff, the stuff that I've read was the Vikings would curse their gods more than anything, right? It wasn't that they were, like you said, it was almost out of fear, or I need something, so what do I need to sacrifice to get something to get yeah, so it, it was an
2: exchange rather yeah. than a, a worship.
1: And, and, like, and like here, when she shows up at their house, and like Pete said, oh, here he goes again, and she has to go bring him back. Yeah. No, I mean, that, I shovel, like... that felt very true. The mythological stories.
0: I, and I think, and I don't really care if Ethan's a straight. mythological story. I couldn't give a shit about the mythological side know, of it. I but know,
1: but, but we do, so. Right.
0: But one of the things that I like here, though, is that they mention that they only exist again because people remember who they are and that Yara is a part of that. Yara, obviously being tied to the mythological world and seems to care more about that than the human world, has made a point of like helping the gods be remembered. That the, or the ones that should be remembered. I mean, I... Yeah. This this is
2: something that I actually had a lot of modern mythological retellings have have played with uh uh, uh american gods plays with this they, uh, the percy jackson american books. God, right yeah yeah, oh god. yeah. american
0: it's, gods and percy jackson oh my god no, <laughs> i'm just saying though no,
2: that's a very uh, it's a common element between a lot of modern mythological storytelling is this idea of uh, belief being the the reason that they exist or don't exist mm-hmm. uh, you know as mm-hmm. the counterpoint or cease
1: to exist right yeah okay. so here we and I think I read, and I don't know if this is spoilers, but I think Yara's the daughter of one of the River Gods, and that that's where she comes from. So it's kind of I, I
2: thought based off of I mean maybe maybe on her mother's side I don't know, but based off of yeah. the, uh, the 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 opening of her issue last week, it sounded like it was the Thunder God still to me, and that was yeah. the the link between her being Wonder Woman was okay. She's the daughter of a Thunder God, much like Diana. Um, but right,
1: right. I, I could be so wrong. We'll, whatever it was. She bridges that world like Diana, but it's almost opposite. Whereas Diana's this emissary from, from them to humankind, versus I feel like Yara is the emissary of the gods, you know, or the opposite, whatever I just said. She's, I humanity,
2: she's bringing humanity to the
0: gods. Elec- eloquently right. put, Matt. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I probably knew what I was going for. I did.
1: And, and I... then when you enter John into all of this, where he is you Know half Kryptonian, half human, and is taking over his dad's legacy, you know. And like when he goes up to, he has to trick Solaris too in order for them to, you know, ha- have their contest, which is another thing. That well, was, yeah, I mean, to get back
0: to the logically. to get back to the plot here, uh, John goes up to Solaris and basically says, Look, you always come back stronger, I always end up winning. How about we stop this, John? How about tomorrow? We could have, we could fight, and if you're stronger than me, I won't even put up a fight after you win. I'll just let you take me. You'll have me, and we'll end this. And Yara is very critical of his uh of his plan here. he's like, oh, I bought mm-hmm. some time. What the hell? Uh, but it's when he goes up to do his message in the sky. So it sort of bookends the book because he goes he goes back up in the morning to do that after they're having breakfast, and she's kind of pissed at him. Uh, where he is, you know, we don't really even see exactly. So, uh, if anything, it's his heat vision kind of malfunctions because yeah, uh, as he mentions earlier. His powers have been like fluctuating both up and down because the sun's been acting funny because the sun god's doing weird stuff with the sun.
1: Well, because yeah, Solaris has red sun energy built in as well as the yellow sun. So mm-hmm. he's getting like depowered and then overpowered. So it's just like up and so, down with the volume up.
0: Yeah. So at yeah. the end of the issue, he literally he goes to like, you know, make his image in the sky. But when he fires his heat vision, he ends up like flipping backwards and like burning the corner of a building. It
2: feels like his, uh, his flight. Loses out as well. He
0: looks like he's falling. I get, fun. I got the fair to see vision, and it, I mean, it spun him like he, he sort of spun back that way because it was um, so maybe. powerful.
2: It, it was the final panel that gave me the impression of falling, um, the angle of it. But I could be wrong.
0: Uh, I mean, we'll find out. Suppose to start next issue, but uh, I, I got that it was so powerful that he kind of like was spinning like, out mm. of control, in the same way that a car that's drifting might spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, out of control. No, I'm with you. Uh, so that, that's where we end the uh so the, they're calling this the planet's finest the, the the story um i thought it was pretty strong though I, I thought it was a good bit of character building for both characters i think mythology stuff that i typically don't like i've enjoyed in both this and last week's issue with the Ara. so i think that's a very good sign for me that it's making ideas that i don't typically find to be that palpable uh mm-hmm. to be enjoyable so far although i don't really care about the nitty-gritty of it like you two do when you start comparing yeah. it to stuff and i'm like oh whatever uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I agree with the action and the art layouts. Uh, it's just the faces mm. for me weren't always, uh, super, yeah. super hot. Uh, no, that's fair. All right, Matt, what are you rating Superman Wonder Woman? I'm giving this one a 7.5. Connor?
2: Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was tempted with the eight point five. The the, the the there is the odd face that that pulls it down, but overall, mm-hmm. and all the important moments land enough that I kind of got past them, I guess. But yeah, I, I love this.
0: Yeah, I, I'll probably go with after. Yeah, I'll go with a straight A. I, I think I'm impressed with uh, how much I actually enjoyed the gods stuff because see, when she went to go see gods, I was getting kind of like shades of like the new fifty two Wonder Woman that I did not like that much. Uh, and I was kind of like, oh, okay, so I'm going to talk to some But then it doesn't gods. actually play
2: like that at all. No, it doesn't at all. It feels yeah. so
0: different. Uh, uh, I, I
2: will say, no matter what else happens in Future State, ev- everything else could be a complete failure. The fact that we got Yara Flora out of it and uh, the, the is, sure. this is th- going to be a thing that goes forward is
0: like, no, this is worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can could, I could see that. So there you go. Uh, all right. Future State Green Lantern Issue 1 uh, with Jethro Thorne, Ryan Cady, and Ernie uh, Altbacker, uh, the writings, writers across all three stories. Uh, we'll mention the artists as we go through them because there was too many to, you know. Um, and the reason why it's, it's not just that there's too many to name when I'm saying them out loud, is because I actually use this list uh, to go into the, the timestamps and then on YouTube specifically, uh, when you highlight like a part of the timeline, it'll come up saying whatever I've named that timestamp. Mm-hmm. So if you have too many names, it just is a big long list of incomprehensible nonsense. Uh, So, it's not just me being lazy and not wanting to say a bunch of names, <laughs> just for the record. I mean, it's part well, of that. Well, that's part of it, yeah. It's part of that, but but you know, like it, it is what it is. Anyway, so yeah, Green Lantern. Um, yeah, this has got three stories. We've got one full story and two sort of ten or so pages uh, stories. Uh, I will say, there was one that was okay in the middle. <laughs> it was okay.
1: The middle one. I, I liked the back, but... too. I didn't enjoy the, the main yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think the,
0: the middle
2: one is the strongest. The mm-hmm. last one I like, but not, don't mm-hmm. love. Uh, The first one
0: I really did not like at all. The first one is frustrating because... In the first couple of pages, I'm like, okay, this is kind of old-school art, um, which, and given that it's got this kind of, you know, sci-fi warrior thing going for it, John's with a couple of other Green Lanterns, but they're not Green Lanterns just now, because they don't have rings.
1: No, they don't have the... And and Nort is who... Or is it Gunort? Whatever it is, the dog Green Lantern has, like, gone full-on feral. Looks Mm -hmm. more like a dog than he ever has, right? And it almost felt like Thorne wanted to do an Omega Man, story within the confines of green lantern and i don't think those work
0: yeah and we got Salik who's got like you know because he's got the four arms so mm-hmm. he's he's wielding like four pistols so like in the first couple of pages i was like oh this could be a fun little story like i don't yeah. you know this, this seems like a, a fine idea and they're in the sort of mid-battle and i'm like oh that's fine you know like many comics it'll start off in battle and then it'll give me the context as it goes uh i got to the end of the story and i felt like where is my context? What's going on? Why are we fighting on this planet? Who are we fighting? And, <laughs> and that's part where I was hitting that earlier in, in the show when I kind of
2: said I can judge writing and, and storytelling yeah. as opposed to, you know, the, the specific ideas I can disregard. But I think you've got, this is 20 pages, give or take, right? Uh, this story. Mm-hmm. This is a full issue. And if this was an, your issue one, which is, this is an issue one. I wouldn't and, and come your, back. And you as a, as a writer, a storyteller, can't give me any context for anything. That's unacceptable.
1: No. So, so what I gained from this was that they are involved in a conflict on a on a planet, right? And there something happened to the Green Lantern power battery, so they're no longer Green Lantern energy.
0: Yeah, but and, and that's something that's reinforced through all stories, right? And and that right. part's fine being a mystery. Right. Yeah.
1: But the only reason I I that sticks out so much is because it's retold in the following two stories. Well, well that after.
2: none of them have any rings. Yeah. Right,
1: right, right, right. But, like, the rest of it is like there's, there's spaceships, and it's just, it's very much just yeah.
0: a. All I can really tell you about this is that they're, they're fighting a wave one. They sort of win, and then go, that was basically the, 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 the amateurs and the kids. Uh, the next wave's going to be mm-hmm. tougher. And then the ending cliffhanger of the story is just, you know, this army comes out. There's, like, one brief flashback to seemingly a dying Kilowog. Uh, uh-huh. Telling this, John this whole to- whole thing with the, the god in red
2: that is supposed to be a big thing that we're supposed to give a shit about. And it ha- like, even right. the
0: whole page is an introduction. I'm like, what, yeah, what is it, this? It just kind of ends with them mid-battle. Like, okay, it's a bit of a standoff and we don't know if we'll win. And I'm like, but we kind of just started that way. Nothing's happened. <laughs> like, nothing's advanced. There's no, And there's no context for anything. I don't know. I just- I- I- I mean, there's a point about halfway through this issue, I'm like, wait, am I even taking in the dialogue anymore? Or am I just kind of, like, reading like a zombie and not really... No, I get that. The the only real
2: change from the start to the end of the issue is that Nort is seemingly dead at the end.
1: It Seems like it. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's,
2: he's skewered. Yeah, the the dude with the red cloak has got a... The the only reason I say seemingly is because this is a comic cliffhanger after all. But I mean, I'm assuming they've got free reign here to kill a few people off and no consequences.
0: I like, I like John's uh, look. I'll say, I mean, when I say look, yeah. I mean like, the beard and the hair. I like the, mm-hmm. you know, sure. well,
1: because we're so used to him being so clean cut. Yeah.
0: That,
1: like, here my like, to, Ma-
0: like Ma- Mad Max John's shirt looks kind of cool. Yeah. I'll give it that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this just didn't work for me. And I, then I got really worried because I missed Green Lantern. And, but judging from what Thorne, you know, in, in that first solicit today, like, Maybe this isn't indicative, but why is this it has story... me. It has me very worried about that book, for the,
2: just oh, on the storytelling basis of how can no, you have no, a I mean,
0: issue and not present I, anything? I'm not arguing that I am not worried. I am, of course, concerned that I'm not going to like this new Green Lantern book, but I will give it a chance. I'm going to read issue one, despite the fact that I didn't like this at all. Uh, yeah. Mainly because it didn't, like... Like it wasn't completely painful or anything like that. It wasn't like I was reading a book where like the dialogue was like irritating to read or anything like that. It was there it was just nothing. So I mean, yeah, that would be a problem if I read issue one of Green Lantern and I feel like there's no story. And but my assumption is though is that this has to just kind of be a snapshot because he's only got two issues to do the story or whatever. My my assumption is is that because we're going to be set in present day DCU and we're going to have kind of like a training of the new Teen Lantern kind of story that it's going to be a lot more. Coherent and traditional how it's told from the start, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe we'll see a, a better example of, of his writing, but yeah, th- this was just nothing there's yeah, nothing
1: I did not, it, and it kind of left a bad taste on me, so i I stopped it and I didn't finish reading the book until later, which was you know it was a shame because the, I'd like the following to do, but I was like, okay, I need to take a break from this one
0: mm. just
1: after that so um, so if, if we're reading.
0: This one, are we ready to do that? Um, uh, I'll just mention the art a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, I I kind of like it, and I sort of old school kind of way. It's not all great, mm-hmm. but I do kind of like the uh the sort of uh, I don't want to say nineties of, of it, but
1: but no, it it does have a nineties quality it, to yeah. it. Like, it
2: rem- I don't you know? know if you have read any of these, Matt, but it reminds me a lot of the uh like the the mid early two thousands uh, Star Wars the the. The, the Clone yeah. Wars comics. I don't know if they were actually uh, Clone Wars no. branded, but I know what you're all talking all the stuff about. set in that time period mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. It reminds me a lot of
0: those things, um, yeah. which yeah. it, it, it kind of suits what this story is supposed to be, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, I guess that's my point, is that like I can tell what it wants to feel like based on the art, so that, I think the art's working for what it's doing, it's just that the, mm-hmm. the story's just not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we can read it now, then, uh, this first story. Uh, we get it, Matt. I'm
1: going to give us a 4.5. Connor, uh, I'm
0: gonna give it a three.
2: because I think it just fails at telling any story.
0: Yeah, I'll go with a straight four. Like it's not painful. It's just nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, it's just, I'm not angrily cam when I read the grgr like on the shoe. Well,
1: but I'm glad when I when, when I, I I saw some sentiments on, on Twitter this morning that it wasn't just me. Because I got worried, mm. I'm like, okay, well, maybe yeah. this was just me. I wasn't in the right mind frame to read this. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I think this is the general consensus, at least from what I'm seeing yeah. as well. And It's been so long since I've read a consistent Green Lantern book. Like, it's literally been since the end of Green Lanterns. Yeah. And I mean, not counting for our sector, which is kind of its own separate thing, but... You know right. it has been since what? When did that book end? Twenty seventeen, maybe early twenty eighteen that, mm-hmm. that ended. So it's been oh, a while. It's been, it's been a good couple of years, yeah. Yeah. Uh so the second story is the Jessica Cruz story. Uh and she is the sole lantern in uh the, sector house. The sector house, yeah. And three uh, yellow lanterns come aboard and they're basically here to just sort of like raid it and like pick a pick apart and they want because they know the green lanterns are done. And Jessica Cruz with no ring is basically die harding around the place, uh, taking the, the yellow lanterns out by surprising them and jumping them. And uh, I mean, this is fun. It's, it's a ten page story. This was like a really strong little Jessica. Story. And it's, it's been a while since I had one, so it was kind of nice. To, uh... I have a
1: ring now. Ho ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, she even takes one of the yellow rings actually when she when she takes out oh, the first it, one. It, 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 chooses it comes her. to her.
1: Yeah, which. You know the the thing well, that I whoa, always whoa, love about whoa, whoa, she, she, take, yeah. she no, takes she no, takes the that, rings that, off yeah you're and
0: talking puts it on her yeah necklace. you're talking about the end of the issue I'm talking about okay. she she takes it from his finger and puts it on her necklace
1: right so he can't use it
0: yeah right uh, and, yeah yeah, yeah. You, yeah you're talking about the ending where it chooses her no. that's a different thing <laughs> that's well no but
1: that's that's what I love so much about the character of Jessica Cruz right is like there was this whole with with the emotional spectrum of fear versus willpower and with her it was that you know she was so. Driven by fear that she locked herself away, right? She's constant struggle with anxiety and all this other stuff. And then, you know, her arc has been, you know, courage isn't just having the willpower, it's the looking at fear in the face and operating anyways. So in fact she does all this, you know, takes out Sinestro core members,
0: yeah. She takes out a ring. Yeah, she takes out two grunts. Uh, in fact, at the end of the second grunt, the one who was coming for the big axe. There's a really nice uh, panel of her and like silhouette in the smoke after she's done it. And you know, it does genuinely make her feel kinda badass. I, I think the great. art
1: in this
2: story is
0: pretty great. Yeah. Pretty good. great. And you know, she's she she's but, left to take on the head of this little squad. Um uh, Lisa Drack, who's there the
1: keeper of the Book of Sinestro, which you know Yeah, all, all the John and stuff, and uh but no, just the fact that the ring ends up choosing her because she's feeling the fear, but she's well, using it almost as a fuel. That... It's, again,
2: it's it's you possess the ability to instill great fear. Right, she she has made these yellow lanterns terrified of her.
0: Right, yeah, I mean that, that, that's basically the story is that she she has to because she's got no ring. She does it from the shadows. She like she literally because the, the, the first one she hides behind a corner and says, "Hey, you know, don't move or I'll blast you." She she uses sort of basic intimidation tactics to kind of win. Uh, it was psychological. So yeah, the story ends with her getting a yellow ring, which. It says it's the end, so I don't know if she's going to show up in another story in the next issue as a yellow lantern or something. But
2: it's possible, or it'll just be because because obviously this time we, we got uh, Jessica and then we got uh, we got Guy in the in the third one. Mm-hmm. It's possible we've got like I don't know like a Hal and a
0: Simon story next time. Huh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> judging that Hal seems to be missing from all feature state stuff. I don't know if that bodes well
0: uh yeah it was a nice touching the the narration box at the end as well where it switches from green to yellow uh kind of yeah, over a couple of yeah i do like that was a nice which touch.
1: i do if you notice too that the that her font is almost also in yellow as it goes so when it finally does turn like it was yellow on green yes throughout um because i had to go back and see if it started white it's, and then became yellow it's it's kind of like a I think it's
2: more of a bright green on on the darker yeah. green, but it but I can see where it kind of feels yellowy in in yeah. context with them and, and right. the contrast.
0: Yeah, so yeah. Sim- simple, simple little story, but it was you know, it was a, a nice idea but again, an example of okay, the lanterns all went out and they don't have rings. She's stranded on this place and this is her trying to hold her own with three Sinestro Corps members without a ring and succeeds, and then with a the twist ending of oh, the ring chooses her to. So she does have a ring of some sort now. And will that play a factor in anything later in Future State? Or is it just a fun little story on its own and that's it?
2: It it could be just, hey, look, you know, there's potential to play with Jessica as a yellow lantern somewhere down the line. Yeah. So
1: I always remember that when they introduced her at the end of Johns' run, right, was that she was going to be one of the biggest threats to the Green Lantern Corps. Mm. And that was always something that Johns had just kind of left it with.
2: He just threw it at and, right at the end in the, in the book of Sinestro, right, right?
1: Uh-huh. And so it was just like, huh. So I wonder if like this is a pickup on that, or if this is just a fun storytelling. Because like... just the idea of her as a Green Lantern living with that fear, and then her being able, because it's not the first time like a yellow ring has chosen a Green Lantern. I mean, that's Sinestro's entire gimmick. <laughs> I was going to say, that's 101. <laughs> you know? But the fact that she could weaponize, you know what I mean? Just because she lives with it all the time. And whatnot, it, could this unlock something in her that leads almost to that John story, or is this just another Lantern ring crossover? Yeah, that, I mean,
0: thing? I don't even know if it's, i even know if I say yeah, referring back to that. That that could almost just be us fan No, but and that's things. fine. But you know, I like that that exists still. So. Uh, yeah. And the Guy Gardner story. I suppose we should read the Jessica one. Yeah. Uh, what are you getting at, Matt? Uh, I'm mean, gonna an eight.
1: I like this one. Connor?
0: Uh I will give eight point five from the art elevator. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go to straight eight as well. Uh, I enjoy it for what it was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then the Guy Gardner story at the end here, the book of Guy is he still? Uh, so let starts off with him still with his Green Lantern ring. Uh, and the the part of the joke is is that all the rings turn off when he's in the middle of a situation. So then he's, he's sort of lumped here. He's on this planet between these yep. two warring factions who are very you know religious zealots and. They believe that the space debris that's fallen from the sky to be something that their their I don't know the the leaders want or their gods want, so they're yeah. they're it's worrying a d- a over a divine
2: it. relic from mm-hmm. what was what was their god called?
0: Oh fuck that. There, there, there
2: was Parker. something. What Well, I mean...
0: <laughs> well yes. that's the thing. So so guy is stranded on this planet, and he's it, just uses his smarts to essentially become someone who who he tries to basically stop them from killing each other all the time. So he spends years. Learning the line Because we, we skip learning. ahead five years. What yep. What's well, one year first, then five, then 25, I think. uh, Like, it, it goes a way ahead in time. And he spends all this time trying to teach them to... For a start, the big thing that really stuck out was, uh, let's not use the word heretic, right? There's no heresy. There's, yeah. there's just... You can disagree with someone and they can like something. Because the, the whole joke is... We can have is, religious tolerance. Yes. There's, there's a whole joke where he says that he, you know, he doesn't like a certain flavor of jelly. And then someone else says they like that flavor. So the, other, the opposing tribe say, Oh, heresy! We... we Guy Garners told us that that that's a bad jelly. He said, like, "No, it's okay. Someone else can like the the, the plum jelly. It's fine." Yeah. Uh, so it's alright. I mean, I like this more than the first story. Uh, yeah. But...
1: I, I thought it was great. Him him becoming a leader just by default, you know, like mm. and and him mm. having to not give into that because Guy's the first one to fight you when you say that grape jelly sucks, right? Right. So, so the fact like that
2: he's an actual bureaucrat as well.
1: Yeah, trying to manage through all of that. It's just, it's a fun little wrinkle to Guy's story, you know?
0: Yeah, I wasn't in love with Clayton Henry's art, I have to say.
1: I feel that's Clayton Henry, though. I feel like yeah. it's always up and down. You never know what you're going to get with it, because sometimes it's really good and a lot of fun. And I think, though, I like it here more than I've seen it other places, but I, I know what it's you're saying.
2: Had the same consistent Clayton Henry long face syndrome. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of how I'm referring to it. Um, but other than that, I'm, I quite liked it because I worked.
0: Yeah. Uh, ending is that Lobo shows up and kind of becomes their new prophet. Uh, yeah.
2: So. Yeah. And guys, like, damn
0: it, so close. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I love the affinity for guy that you do. So I, 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 I'm kind of like, yeah, this was fine. It's definitely better than I, the first story. It's got, it's got a story, yeah. if nothing else. So. Yeah.
1: It exactly. has a
2: character
0: arc as well for Guy over the course
2: of these 25-30 uh, years whatever it, it is.
1: It just made me realize like Guy is one of those characters though that if you know the story you want to do with him I think it works even Pete liked the story. He doesn't even care about Guy.
0: Yeah. I mean you I'm know? not super I mean I love it but it's still it's
1: my... No but yeah, you didn't you know dismiss it just because it's Guy you know Yeah. Like, I... so um, but you know I mean it's not Vendetti's. Guy Gardner, right? Like no, no not, it's not. Okay. Kind of lacking that panache. So, but it, it was but, fine. But I think that's after... kind of, a,
2: in a way, the point though is that guy has right. to not be Guy Gardner,
1: right? And it and it works, and it doesn't have the same like, to me, with with Jessica and the the second story, you know, it doesn't have that same where it hits, but it still, yeah, the story still worked, I guess. Yeah, I still like this one. mm Hmm.
0: Yeah, all right, Matt. What were you rating this particular story?
1: Uh, I mean, this one's seven point five.
2: Connor, uh, this one's a
0: seven from me. Um, I'll go with a six. I think it would probably be a little bit higher, but I think Henry's art here just kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. always been that I wasn't super into it. Uh, so I'll go with a six. Uh, rating this as a whole is a really like daunting thing because I feel like you've got one full story and two half stories and i just mean in terms of size not not what the completion i you know sense yeah. of it but
1: well, I, have uh, to, I have to figure out what mine is now
0: yeah uh it's kind of a weird thing because the first one's so negative and it, because it's half the book i feel like it weighs more than the other two even if you do like I, the other two i agree that's definitely like the main story and
2: the one that should have the most weighting, even though I like the other two considerably more, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's just a straight. I, I don't think it's a three-way average. No. If I, is what I'm saying. You know that theoretically, like that, that first one counts as four, and the
0: other ones are like one each almost. Yeah. Uh, what are we giving him Matt?
1: Uh, let's get to six. Connor.
2: I'm going to go with a five point five. I think, I think I like the other two just enough to say it's above average overall, barely,
0: but, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to be the harshest here. I'm going to a straight five. Uh, I don't know, because I just, I don't know. I, I think my overall feeling is disappointment, because I just I, 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 the Guy one's okay. I like the Jessica one, but I don't think it elevated the whole thing enough for me to be like, excited about this being the first Green Lantern book I've read properly in a while. So... Maybe it helps for me a little
2: bit that I haven't got that hangout because I've been reading, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Hal John book. But, so I'm not like desperate for Greenland content. So this isn't like super important to me
0: in the same way. Yeah. Cara Superwoman, issue one. And this also takes us away from the books that are uh, anthologies with extra stories. Uh, not that they've all been, but most of them have been up until this point mm-hmm. in this episode. But uh, so yeah, this is issue one. This is Margaret Bennett. Writing with uh, Margaret Savage—is that her name? Mm. <laughs> on our, I think so. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, so, uh, I was looking forward to this because we also spent a Supergirl book, mm-hmm. and I like Kara a lot. So, I uh, was definitely intrigued to check this one out. Um, and unfortunately, I'm not that in love with it. And what's funny about this one is that I'm very mixed on it, but the general consensus from the Twitters seems to be a lot more positive than I am. So, I think yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty positive on this.
1: This is the one that I thought Connor was saying was his, his top that he thought was going to be the
0: oh, breakout. There you
2: go. Um, I don't think but... it's it's it's. I mean, I'll spoil this now. I, I didn't like it as much as uh, you know the, the the Superman Wonder Woman. Yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. I I do like this a lot, but especially a lot more than Pete by the sounds of it. I yeah,
0: so... I like conceptually some of it for Kara's character, and um, we'll get into obviously what everything that goes on in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the most controversial thing I'm going to say is that I don't really like the art. Wow. Oh my god! You that mean- is borderline unfathomable. Tell I me. I do not like the style that much. I don't like the coloring, and honestly, it makes a whole thing. Fi- one of the best elements. I, I don't like the coloring. I just I don't like this this uh, coloring at all. And I think part of it is because. It feels too fantasy s to me. Fairy tale like, is the word f- Fairy me. tale. It looks too fairy tale. And especially since that the alien character that shows up has this like shapeshifting ability. Once she's like turned into like a fox and a dragon or whatever, everything just feels like I'm watching a kid's fairy tale movie and I hate how it looks. I'm sorry. I know it's this is this is this Do is You, not, need, that, you uh, need
2: to watch some good kids' fairy tale movies. I am in
0: the uh, I Song, am Song an... of the Sea. Go watch Song of the Sea. I just sure, watching a good kids. I, I don't dislike it because I dislike kids fairy tale movies. I dislike it because I dislike the look of kids fairy tale movies. <laughs>
1: that is to say, I dislike because I dislike kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and I know, I know, I'm in the madness because I've seen people prison the art all week. This yeah, was so just I don't think not I for love me.
1: It as much as everyone else, because I'm not big oh, on Ma- the story. Make I- make. <laughs>
2: but, but the art is gorgeous.
1: <laughs> i do like the art a whole lot because it is so different from anything else right like it really makes this book stand out as something different it has um some amazing
2: layouts as a the two-page yeah. uh, spread where it kind of goes round and flows through mm-hmm. oh, i love that one
1: and it but on the story side i do like the idea of, of Kara being someone's mentor right someone that's a lot like her that she feels like she can guide you know, and, and this is a, a much older Kara than I think that we've we've ever experienced.
0: It has to be. Oh um, I mean, yeah, it's just to set up the the context of the story here. This is in the future where there's a dome on the moon that Kara is kind of running and like defending. Yeah, uh, she's
1: the like the guardian of of moonbase or whatever the the city is. Yeah. Moontropolis. Divs on it. That's what we're calling it. Moontropolis. Moontropolis yeah. Sure. Well,
2: that is basically it. She's like, well, yeah. Clark already took Metropolis and. John inherited. Uh, I I need a city of my own.
1: Right, and it, and I love that out of Margaret Bennett is that she realizes like sometimes Supergirl gets washed out with all the other super characters. It's like where does she stand, and that's where I think where me and Pete liked when uh, Supergirl went off and was the Galactic Hero. Right? Yeah,
3: that was good. It gave her, that was, that it was
1: gave her something that wasn't just like oh, she's the girl version of Clark.
2: I know there's it, a there's a danger of too many stories doing oh she needs to break out of Clark's shadow, but right. also I I get it all too often she is just female well, Superman. The,
0: the, for the, all the, the problem is is no one is stuck to one idea of what she of how right. she's different. They, keep every time she breaks out of the shadow, it's in a different way, so nothing sticks and it ends up just feeling yeah. like we keep going right. around it's, in circles. It's,
1: it's she's a Red Lantern or she's yeah. yeah. I actually yeah. really liked as a Red Lantern. Like, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so so here though, where she is like the guardian of Moontropolis, like it's like and there's a crypto's
0: Krypt, dead. Let's just get out of the way first. Uh, I don't like that's that. Like the
2: very first thing you see is is the. Oh, well, and that's
1: source. who she's talking to throughout. Is yes. you know she's having a, a conversation with Crypto's spirit, uh, and because Crypto was the one that always believed in her, which I just I love because the where we left off with with Carol last is she's been running around with with Crypto, you know.
0: So. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the other thing I need to say here is that, okay, I, I don't like the art that much, which I know is blasphemy to everyone else who seems to yeah. love it. Uh, Margaret Bennett's writing, though, as well, is something that's not bad, but between this and her Batwoman, which I thought kind of went very up and down, and especially mm-hmm. the way it went as it went on, I, I got less and less into it. Um, I, I definitely feel like she's a writer who is very serviceable, but I, I often find it just misses the mark in what the, the right feel is. I,
2: I I think she can be overly wordy, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's probably my biggest criticism of this issue, mm-hmm. is yeah, there are points where I'm like, yeah, this is a bit much.
1: It it took a while to read this, even though I don't feel like it should have, because the art, just let the art do its job. Yeah. i I'm a lot of it. Um, and and, and there Pete, are points of like, the yeah.
2: issue, there are points of the issue where she does shut up and just let the art go. Right.
1: Um that said, magical girl that can shapeshift and has a crown in her head and like I'm like this is a little bit too uh Miyazaki for my liking.
2: It is you very know? Miyazaki, isn't
1: it? Right? And I don't I haven't even really seen a lot of those movies. I just know the references enough from, from being in, in nerd culture. Yeah. You know?
0: It's, it's it's yeah, I wasn't a super fan of the concept of this this character yeah. all that much. I, but the parts
1: but, that do work for me though. Yeah, but it's, but it's
0: it's just... kinda I... <clears throat> Uh-oh. But it is kind of weird to me that the arc of this issue is basically Kara saying, "Oh, I need to be her crypto. I need to be there for her in the way that crypto was for me." And I'm like, "Kara, crypto's <laughs> great, but you're comparing yourself to a dog.
1: <laughs> why not? Why not be Lois? Or you know,
2: <laughs> well, why not be? The... I think that's trying to tell us just what you know the the, the relationship that she has with crypto. That, uh, a lot of what which we haven't obviously seen." Mm-hmm. Is probably different to what I mean, we're imagining.
1: I'm right, but see, I, I'm a dog person. I get it. You know, like yeah. my my dogs. When I'm in a bad mood or I'm feeling down or like the anxiety's taken over, I can look at my dogs and they're always right there, no matter what. I I get it. But like Pete said, like there's a whole supporting cast of of characters that Supergirl has had over the course, and Bennett decided to go with, with I, being there for her, uh, like the. Dog? I do
2: think like, it is. Like also, say, yo, also. It's, 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 it's like, no, it's like said, anyway, the dog yeah. is always there, no matter what. Well, and, uh, right, whereas all the other characters have fallibility.
0: Also, right, let's not forget the fact that Kara's supposed to have Streaky, but for some reason DC forgotten Streaky exists and she's been loved by crypto for the past, crypto's better you know, while. Yeah, that's just it. I'm, I'm not getting on board she with that. She also had thing, Comet,
1: you're not getting mad over Comet, I just think it's your cat bias.
0: You know? Shut up, look. <laughs> Streaky's important. Ding. Uh so the aliens are coming after this 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 princess who's got this power to which was in a duel because the, their factions were worrying over blah blah blah. Who cares? It's all bad. <laughs> the, the, the point is, 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 did anyone else think their ship will look at the Solaco from aliens? It's a very solaco looking design. Uh sure. For anyone who remembers I don't don't remember sl- it Well, enough well okay. To for anyone who remembers Solaco, it looks like the Sulaco. Uh, it's more crystal looking. The color is very different, but the shape's very Solaco. Uh, and it looks kind of like a pulse rifle.
1: Is that the ship that they go into? To, uh, how, get... how do I spell it?
0: Solaco. S U L. Okay, I'm o. looking
2: now.
0: Yes.
1: Which which ship is it, Pete? Is it the uh, one with no,
2: it? Ex- I, I think that might have been the reference image. Yes. Like, it is almost exact. I, I will give you that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's just a big ship. It's a big ship. It's not the one they go down in. It's the one that uh, houses everything in space. Okay. And yeah. yeah.
2: Um. I'm, I'm even I'm looking at
0: the the points at the front. Yeah. Are uh, almost exactly what I'm looking at on this. Uh, yeah. yeah no, that
2: that is the reference
0: image. So Destiny's is going to come oh. calling uh, because they're, they're this is intellectual property. Yeah.
1: It's uh, <laughs> It's been a while since I've seen Aliens. I should give it a watch. I do have it.
0: You should. Um, it's perfect. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I, I yes. yeah, you guys can talk about it, because ultimately at this point, the, the the fairy tale-esque character, the fairy tale style art is just not for me, and I love the character of Kara, and I like that it does deal with her anger a little bit, and that the final page is kind of her, you know, refusing to let her go off on her own, and like, taking on this enemy that's coming after her uh, with, with her heat vision, saying, you know, I'm sorry that I have to act out of, like, you know, anger and in violence, but not sorry enough. Like, I kind of like what that's saying about the character, but ultimately, I thought this was a bit of a slog to get through because it just was so against my taste, which is a shame.
2: Yeah. And, uh, for me, there's just some, like, wonderful layouts. There's the, uh, the page where it's, uh, you know, telling most of the, uh, the backstory about, like, you know, the, the jewel and stuff. And it's on, like, this stained glass window uh, background.
0: Oh, I hate that page. But yeah, come oh, on. <laughs> I
2: love that page. I, 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 I mean, I, I wish there was a little bit less text on that page. I want to just, or, or more accurately, I think what the layering could have maybe um, arranged the boxes in a, a bit of a more interesting way to kind of go around with the flow of the uh, of the image, would have probably been the the better choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really like the idea of okay, we're telling this history and we're going to do it through this portrait of, like, this stained glass window style, which is, you know, how a lot of, you know, you know your churches, for example, recorded that's... a lot of their
1: history. That's why they were there, right? Like... Yeah,
2: yeah they, they were there to tell the story to people who mm-hmm. couldn't read. Um, and, you know, just that idea incorporated in, uh, <laughs> it's really smart.
1: Pete's like, don't clutter up the page, but don't tell me a story through pictures either.
0: Just kind of said that, like, the page does mean that I don't want it to tell a story. Yes, I know. That's putting words in my mouth, you son of a bitch. i are being facetious because Pete hates lovely things. <laughs> Look, I, I, and this is the sort of thing where, like, when I saw the reactions on Twitter, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be the grumpy one on this. Everyone's going to be against me. I, and, let's say
1: again, I don't love it as much as everyone else does either, but I do like it. I like how different it is, you know? Yeah. It's not a typical superwoman or supergirl story, and I just, I like the art. Like, I, just, I, I
2: think it's, it's safe to it's say beautiful. I like this the most, of the three of us.
0: Uh, sure, yes. Um, and, I, and I thought that two-page layout where it's like going around as they're doing stuff, I, I thought it was kind of messy, and it was just like too many lines, with not enough, like... The, the colouring's not making it stick out, or like really differentiate well, well, see, sections for me. That's,
2: that's why I really disagree, because it fluctuates between the blues and the the oranges, and each time it, it shifts, it, it's a really defined way of breaking up the 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 panels essentially is it's done with the color to to shift them apart and and it makes it really clear when it's transitioning uh,
0: through that uh, I I read this second because I was really excited for it and reading this after the uh, dark detective art with the the, you know, the futuristic all the deep blacks and the neon lights oh they're
1: that, they're so that, different they're like,
0: this, this was so this was so disappointed I was like oh my god I hate this art like what?
1: And I go why not both <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh, I I I do love both of the, these art styles.
1: Uh, I'm not.
0: Mean, specifically these artists. I, I'm just talking about my experience of reading them back to back. Obviously, I like many other art styles, Matt. Let's not pretend I don't.
1: <laughs> I mean, you love JRJR. You love it so much that you act like you don't.
0: <laughs> this is.
2: He f- he feels bad about showing too much. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. I I can't, it. Uh-huh. I it cool,
1: play it cool. Yeah, I sure. That. <laughs> but they did the melody more. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, it says yes. the fact that I literally didn't recognize a character
1: <laughs> shows like, how yeah, much I a, love that art. Keep the readers on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, if, there's kind
0: of co- if there's one thing I love in if there's one thing I love a copy art is actually stuck with who is this? And not because they're shielded in mystery because there's a mask or something, be like, no, no, no. I can see their face clearly, but who is this?
1: <laughs> Why is one of the endless here? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool.
0: Let's move on. I gotta, I gotta play
2: playoff football in the night's nice uh, game. You gotta play a type. You gotta play a type. Alright. All right.
0: what, what, what time's the night's game tonight? Uh, seven. My time. Okay. So, yeah, okay, cool. That's inches away. That's like... That's inches away. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> what, what are you reading about?
1: Uh, I'm gonna give this a, a 7.5. Connor? Right. Uh, 8.5 from me.
0: <laughs> that's just personal Don't taste. This is personal taste. 5 out of 10. And that's honestly, given how much I just didn't enjoy reading this, I'm being generous.
1: So guys, here's what you have to do, we have to crowdsource Pete to get some uh, official like art from Margaret Savage. <laughs> uh, so and then he, he's going to learn to love it because he's going to feel bad. I, I think you
0: know, that I think that's cruel on the artist to make them like commission a piece. Of, not it really matters to them all that much, but I think part no. of that feels cruel to me to commission a piece of art knowing that you're said to someone who hates the art <laughs> that that feels cruel to me. And it's, I, it, I, 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 don't I don't get how you can look at like this final
2: page of yeah. doing the the heat vision yeah. and be like, I don't like this art.
1: I don't like also, it. To your listeners. That is code for if you ever see JRJR JR doing commissions,
0: get me <laughs> I mean uh, I have nothing against this artist. Uh know, uh, no, just fun to
1: just fun to, not, to Mel, vote because you not, seem to be the outlier. Not that
0: know? I like, not, that, not that, I was gonna say I don't have anything personal against this artist. Not that I have anything personal against JRJR JR either, but I guess I've no. been i I've had to suffer through more of his art and it's even worse than this, obviously. Um,
1: I, it, I met JRJR JR at a con. Very nice man. Yeah. Like, very free with his time and talked with everybody and just like... And, and let, me very,
0: make this, let me make this clear, right? I am not saying this is objectively bad art. I am saying I really hate it. Whereas JRJR JR is objectively terrible art that I also obviously hate. So there is a difference between those two things. So there is, there we'll is, move on. Uh, there are many artists I say that about. We'll move on yes okay so oh. original art i've scrolled <laughs> I've, I've scrolled up here hold on all right future state teen titans issue one tim sheridan writing with rafa sandoval on art uh so this is obviously from the same team that are going to be doing the teen titans academy yeah, so
1: yeah. uh and this i definitely really introduce feel- us
0: to what the academy is going to be
1: oh yeah uh but i was gonna say this so they're they're definitely taking influence from the cartoon network show just with the lineup <laughs> the dynamics between the characters um which i think is cool because mm-hmm. you don't you don't get that too much like you kind of got it with batman right with the animated series started to work its way into certain stuff i mean that's where harley quinn comes from right like it's so here...
2: especially in the last few years where you've had yeah people who grew up with that show are writing the comics
1: right right right, right. here's the first time i can feel that in titans where Sure, it's based off of the new Teen Titans back in the 80s and the Wolfman and Perez stuff. But just here with the dynamics, bringing up Red X, just all of that stuff, the stuff with Starfire and and Dick, like, it's just, I I love all of that aspect of it.
0: This is an interesting mix of uh, feelings. Because I I do think this is a little bit overstuffed and there's a lot going Mm -hmm. on that makes me feel a little bit messy. But I do typically like the history that it's sort of trying to imply that that's obviously the ongoing book's going to be diving into. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's kind of interesting stuff. I, I I do like the idea of Legacy Teen Titans, of like all these, you know, of Dick and Corey and that, like having mm-hmm. taught you know these other generations of Titans and you know, maybe like discovering some of who those characters are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a lot
2: of uh, iterations of the team are pl- present in this future. Like you've got mm-hmm. uh, Bunker, who's obviously from... Mm-hmm. 52 stuff, and then you've got a uh, crush. I think was her name, which is from, from the, 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 the the yeah the recent stuff. Yeah, the
0: global um, stale character.
1: What I, what I didn't like was being reminded of Flash uh, from True. last week.
0: Sure, um, yeah. Which um, they, but
1: but they bring up Wallace, and I like grown up Emmy is something that I need more of now. I, it made me realize how much I miss reading yeah. that
0: character, yeah. a- which Emmy... I know she
1: was always there. I didn't want to read that,
0: Teen Titans. Yeah, Emmy you know? and Dick are looking for the, the H dial at the start yeah. of the issue. And we sort of jump around. Uh, one of the big mysteries of the issue is that uh, Cyborg slash Beast Boy are back, or Cybeast as they're called, because they've merged together in a weird what twist of fate. What happened
1: there? So is that like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounded like you were going to be really sarcastic at first, no, and then no. I'm like, no, I think he's being really genuine. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, like... Um, so is this... <laughs> Is this cyborg's software on Beast Boys hardware? Is that what's going on here?
0: Like there's is, definitely some cyborg hardware in these images, Matt, but okay. <laughs> yeah, go on.
1: But no, what I mean is like but
2: as if as if Vic died, like the his
1: physical right. body oh, died. Right.
2: Is, all the, the, oh I don't know, the uh, the cyborg parts and grafted it well, onto
0: Beast No, we we do yeah. see, now admittedly it could just be like like you know, the memory of cyborg's been left in the mm-hmm. machine part. But later on, there is clearly dialogue coming separately from Beast Boy's side of the head and Cyborg's side of the head, and they're different.
2: I I believe it. I think Matt is right in that it's the the cybernetic implants grafted onto Beast Boy. But I think it's, you know, all the the software still is in there, and, and, you know, Vic's consciousness is in there as well.
1: What what happened
2: to Merge them? Like, that's just a... uh, That might be a story we get over the next year or two.
1: Yeah. Um... So, so yeah, that's not at all what I was expecting. Um, you know,
0: it's definitely bold. It's definitely bold. Yeah, and uh, just,
1: just
2: like the way they
0: treat the Red X
2: mask in this issue is really mm-hmm. interesting as well.
0: Yeah, they treat it as this it, piece of history where we see like as a flashback to like Dick's birthday party where Corey kind of gives him the mask as a sort of like a, as as a gift. This. Uh, yeah, I remember this back in the day. Obviously, we've not had the story yet, but hey, yes, is something you wore for some time, and it's kind of a joke gift almost because you didn't get him or anything right. else.
1: And are you guys familiar with the Cartoon Network series? Yeah.
0: I don't really know. So,
1: so what was it with Red X, Connor? Can you remind me? Because it's kind of easy. Was it Robin had to go deep undercover? Right? Uh, no,
0: I think it was like, someone else entirely,
2: wasn't it?
1: I thought it was. I thought they all thought it was Robin. Maybe they thought it was. It's been a while
2: since I watched, like years. Yeah, okay. I, I, I was under the impression it was someone else entirely in the end. But I could be wrong gonna
0: look. Yeah, Just because I, I think yeah. what's interesting here as well, I love seeing uh, Jaquim being there as one of the was, members. Yeah, surprise, yeah, yeah. That was a ball. nice touch. Uh, yeah. Also, someone called Brat Girl, who I think is new. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, uh, you could tell me otherwise, but I'm intrigued to who's, who Brat Girl is. Because uh, she has a Bat logo, but she has like ears that seem to be made out of her hair. <laughs> in, ter- in terms of like yeah. how the ears are made, which is kind of interesting. Uh, so, that's kind of neat. Um... But, and Raven's around as well, of course, uh, and they're dealing with the threat, uh, which I'm still a bit fuzzy on what the threat is, but the end of the issue is that Dick lets out uh, whoever they've got in this cage, mm-hmm. right? Because they've got someone, because we see Raven's down there talking to whoever it is at talking one point. Yeah, Yeah. And Dick goes at the end and says, okay, we have to do this. And Dick gives whoever this is the red X mask, and they come out as red X, and Dick puts on his dick stroke mask yeah that's what we're calling it yeah dick yep. it has to be Yep. because earlier in there because i'd forgotten about this because it be, kind of been spoiled uh, you know from news and stuff but earlier on i sort of noticed that oh he's he's a uh, nightwing logo is kind of orange looking you know inside the this whatever this new and futuristic he's outfit is
2: not going by nightwing anymore because every time someone yeah. calls him that there, there's like a reference so well why are we calling him that again this is weird
0: yeah so he puts on this, you know, this half, this two toned, and he's got like kind of a Nightwing mask in the middle of it as well. But it's got mm-hmm. the two toned, uh, yeah. you know, the orange and the 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 blue and yeah, black, yeah, yeah. whatever. it and is. You really I actually really like this costume because nice. it it harkens back to like his original Night Nightwing outfit, obviously. A bit. Yep. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's it's pretty unique though. So,
1: but, uh, yeah, it was uh, a lot of stuff.
0: There was the, maybe outfit. a little too much um, flashing back and a little bit too much uh, timeline yep. hopping.
2: Yeah, it's got a lot of interesting ideas that has me excited for the main book when it starts. Even though I think
0: this isn't that great of a story in its own right. Yeah, I have some fair statement because uh, you know it's like Shazam's like leading one of the teams, uh, yeah. and there was just a, there was a lot of ideas getting thrown thrown at me, and I'll, I'm trying to look through the book just now to see if I've forgotten, but I I don't remember ever really knowing what the threat was.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think we do. No, we don't. But
2: no, no, I think they, it's they,
1: intentionally they, a mystery. Well, no, it's also that they bring up about how Wally killed Wallace because mm-hmm. they bring that up because Emmy, sorry about that, and it's something to do with the four horsemen. Um, that's what yeah. the main threat is that they're getting ready for. Because, you know, as we learn that Wally is famine, apparently, and all this other stuff. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't not remember it. I,
2: I, I think we know that it, uh, that all of the riders are people we know, because right. uh, Cybeast um, mentions that, you know, from what we know from Barry Allen's recordings on the four riders, our friends may be too far gone. And it actually, interestingly, the editors is see Future State, The Flash, Issue 2.
0: I noticed that. Obviously yeah. not Alan.
1: Yeah. Not going to trick me! <laughs> yeah, but, not, not but
0: part, part of me was like, okay, I'm going to look it up, though. If it reveals who the other horsemen yeah. are, I'm curious. <laughs> are, are the, are the yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh. I'm going to look it up, but I'm not going yeah. to spend time reading it When I get to the shop, I'll be like, Hey, can I see this real quick? Yeah. And I'll thumb through it and, and look to see who's revealed. But, um, no, but like you're, you're right. There's a lot going on here. Um, the, the fact that they're interspersing the hero dial stuff, I think is cool
3: mm-hmm. because
1: that always felt so separate. Like when you guys were talking about it, which makes me want to go back and revisit it. Like I said, I was going to, and I just, I've forgotten. Should be um, forgotten. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, just the fact they're bringing that into titans and like is that is that miguel it, it that feels he's talking like to? titans like, is
2: actually becoming a real uh, a catch-all for the young hero stuff yeah. right because yeah so obviously we've had we've had titans we've had teen titans we've had young justice yeah, uh, right. you know whatever you know however many other teams there are mm-hmm. it feels like they're kind of consolidating it all into no they're all teen Titans, they're all titans and we're kind of going to yeah, merge and play with that Long it,
1: it's an x-men book
2: you yeah, know, it's an we X-Men. Movie.
1: Yeah. We said that with Tynan on, on Detective because of the cast and the way he was telling the story, right? But but here it, it's a school for young heroes led by former young heroes. Like
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's conceptually what the second we heard about this, it was oh, it's an X-Men mm-hmm. book. It, it's you know it's this right. new Teen Titans teaching the current Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah. And this
1: and that's this okay. one well, this one almost felt as uh inaccessible as hickman's x-men but this is by design you know so yeah i uh, find that hard to believe
0: that, this is one where i think the issue itself is overstuffed to the point but i was constantly liking things it was hinting at or ids it yeah. was doing so it's less of a good issue in terms of telling a story on its own but mm-hmm. i'm as definitely he, into like what's trailer, doing so to speak for the yeah. real world.
2: It, it has me it has me excited
0: Yes. So, yeah. let's hope here, even if I don't think I'm going to rate this issue too highly, so... Yeah. Also, uh, I don't know if you looked into the Red X stuff as well, Matt, but...
2: I, I did. Yeah. They never actually revealed the identity, there's just theories. Um, and right. a lot of it's, you know, people think uh, Jason Todd uh, is, right. is one mm. of the main ones, but...
1: But it was Robin originally, his, and it was to go undercover with them. so...
2: Yeah, for one episode, and then it came back and it was someone else, right?
1: Right. So, the fact that Corey's giving him the mask makes me think that that happened... In yes. this new history, that he went undercover, and this was a reminder, which is nice because I, I, as as much as I love Barbara and Dick Grayson together, I still will never not fall for Corey and Dick. So and, uh,
2: that's, uh, uh, we've seen before. That's my preferred pairing, and right. that history is clearly on show in this issue where.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's clear I mean, that the
0: right. is on show, but it does not sound like they are currently an item, which... No no, 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 no. But, like,
1: when she gives them the gift in the in the past, it feels very flirty. Like, they have a flirty thing still going on, and then I remember, oh yeah, he married Barbara, though. Like, yeah, in, in, in Death Metal. So, like, whatever it ends up being, I will say, I, it definitely got a little bit extra points, just because how well they pulled this off, where... It almost reminded me of the Starfire series when when Dick Grayson shows oh, up.
2: those issues were so good.
1: You know, where they're not in a relationship, but there's a, a history there's there. It, there's
2: a history, yeah.
1: Yeah, and like, well, no, they don't. They don't have to end up kissing, but there's a there's a fire between them. There's a there's a there's a one. chemistry. Yeah. So, but anyways, uh, so what are we rate this one?
0: You start. You always go first. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm gonna give. let try a take shoulder. Like, look, like,
1: horse. I'm watching the clock, man. <laughs> this is the most important game for the rams this year that they're probably gonna lose because you quarterback told you told
0: me when it's starting I know what it is. I'm not concerned about the time Please I, feel free I to rate now. the issue. I Just did Gave I, it a Seven they gave it a seven right. Um, I will not have someone else try to hijack the show Connor, what's do what you rate that? Um, I'm
2: gonna give it a six which is a little unfair on how I really feel because as an issue I think it's it's okay. But I'm excited about the the potential uh, much more than
0: a six would suggest. No, I'm, I'm almost the exact same. I'd give it a six. I'm excited for the ongoing book, but as I said, you know it's a bit overstuffed. It's not. It doesn't flow that well. That great is a story, but I like all the potential of what it's setting up for a future Teen Titans thing. So hopefully the the ongoing book delivers and we're into it. And you know, so there you go. Uh, yeah. Which will take us on to Future State Red. No. Nope. Future State, Robin Eternal, Issue 1. <laughs> Red Robin uh, Eternal? Megan and Fritz Martin uh, rating with Eddie Barrows on the art. Uh, this is a Tim uh, story. Uh, Stephanie mm-hmm. pops up, uh, as well as some character from Robin Rising or something. the, the, the latest We form? are Robin. We, we are Robin, yeah.
1: So- Which I looked and it's, I can't find and I read We Are Robin. I don't remember this character because I feel like I would have remembered a hearing impaired person in a comic book. I only read
2: the first issue of We Are Robin yeah. and then kind of passed out. So,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I never read We Are Robin. I was kind of right. like mostly away from DC by the it's, time it got to that.
1: It, it's the most I've ever liked Duke because they weren't trying to make him into a different hero. They were actually having him embrace the Robin persona mm. without being the next Robin. So it was like Robin as a symbol, which is real cool. So I like that that played on the We Are Robin stuff here, especially with, with Tim.
0: Um, What's funny about this one is that I felt like there was a lot of uh, just ex- expectations that it wouldn't be that good beforehand. There was a lot of people just yeah. online saying they, they weren't excited about it. I, I remember, you know, I think Connor said he was leaving it until last. Uh, there was just a, there was a general feeling that, to expect the worst with this one. And I think it kind of came out in a weird way of just being, it kind of falls into just, oh, it's just kind of mediocre. It's, just, it's, not, it's not the yeah, worst so thing I read this week. I-
1: yeah, so I started reading earlier in the week and, and one of our, our Twitter friends had said that they really, really liked it. And I was like, I think I'm being too hard on it. So I went back and revisited it with, with uh, like not tired eyes because sometimes I'll, I'll end up like not falling asleep but getting drowsy reading a book and it'll kind of color my my thoughts on it. So I went back and, and re-thumbed through the... So, and I was like, yeah, this is still just kind of in the middle. Like, it's not terrible, but it's also not like great i have
2: while i don't think it's a terrible read i have points i can you know like look at and go i dislike this element but and <laughs> but and there are very few but i can't say i like this that there's nothing that i can point out and go, oh i really like this that it's doing so mm-hmm. there's definitely more negative than positive in the way i approach it
0: but it's also it's not
2: the worst thing ever but for sure
0: mm-hmm um, um I mean, I'm, I'm in general, I'm just sick of Steph being a supporting character for Tim. I mean, that's just a blanket statement. I, I'll I say. don't
2: think I really like Tim's voice, and and the fact that he always, oh, no. it, it's always Stephanie. There's, there's no, mm-hmm. no, not, not once does he say Steph in this entire Steph.
0: issue. Right. <sighs> yeah, uh, What's up? you know, What's up Tim, with yeah, Tim is looking into a thing where apparently they're using Lazarus pit water to build or, or to infuse like cyborg cybernetics with like invulnerability. So there's going to be these cyborgs that are immortal and can't be killed. Uh and that's these whole things try to like stop that. Uh, Steph won't doesn't agree to help but then shows up anyway after he's recruited the uh, the death lady. Um mm-hmm. and you know they end up in a big fight and uh there's a big giant cyborg and the issue ends with Tim getting drenched in Lazarus water. Uh yeah, which yeah, it's fine. It, it, yeah it, it's readable. Obviously Eddie Barrows is a solid enough artist that I, uh,
2: I have some really strange mixed opinions on the art in this issue in that i think his uh individual panels are pretty solid there mm-hmm. are some really nice layouts uh, especially in the back half but early on it's really aggressive on the dutch angles like, and it's going back and forth in opposite directions that it almost gave me a headache like with how aggressive
0: it was using it yeah so I don't know, that, that, that was kind of bugging me yeah, this is a tough one for me, because I I, I I so aggressively have no opinion that <laughs> it's hard to talk about. This is not like Superwoman, where I came in kind of been like, oh, I'm in kind of the minority, but I really don't like it. And it's not like Green Lantern where I'm like, really annoyed that I didn't like it. This is just kind of like, it exists.
2: It's there. It... I, I'm glad I prepared myself to not really like this one, because, and knowing it was a Tim book, and that, you know, I love me some Tim, I... I, I kind of new going on. I was like, don't get excited for it. I was like, don't get, don't get your hopes up. Uh, so I'm, I kept that expectation so low that I'm like, eh, alright, fine. guess just my, uh, another Tim issue that sucks. hmm <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, also, just the Lazarus stuff. Mm-hmm. Just starting to feel like the Magistrate has something to do with with Roz. You know, at this, at this point. Possibly.
0: Possibility there, yeah. Just, uh, uh...
1: Just knowing his, like, I'm using Batman Begins logic of wanting to make Gotham. Like, granted, he didn't want to take over Gotham. He wanted to blow it sky high. Yeah. But he wants to make Gotham the example for the rest of the world. So I could just see him coming over and, like, completely taking over in a different way, you know, and and that being so different. Mm. Um, the Lazar stuff just kind of drove that home, because if it's not that, then
2: otherwise it's just kind of there I guess
1: right
0: right Yeah. yeah I guess that'll be the important thing is maybe it's the first book that hints at who's actually behind the magistrate but Right. Honestly, I just kind of felt like it's ah, it's just it was kind of nothing tie into an overall two month thing. Especially since we're not, it's not like we're getting a Tim follow up to this. Where you know, Damien's getting a book. There's no Tim book. There, there may be some Tim backups down the line. Maybe, yeah. So that wouldn't
2: surprise me, but yeah, it's hard to say for sure.
0: Uh, I, I, I was just kind of indifferent to it as I was reading it. It, it, it was one of those weird reads. It's funny because when I when I look back over this week's like Future State books and I look at okay, which ones am I actually reading the next issue of next month, um. Obviously, the three that I was pretty positive about are definitely getting read. When it comes yep. to the rest of them, though, it's kind of like, oh, I mean, I mean, Teen Titans for sure, but, uh, this one is just kind of like a, oh, well, maybe I guess, if I've got time for I another mean, one, I'll read it. Out of this week, ones that I'm
2: not reading next, um, Green Lantern, I'll have to look into what the backups are, because mm-hmm. if, if the if the two are sound interesting, I might pick it up for those. If not, I'll skip that. Um, that's that's the
0: only one that I like that I'm like, oh definitely have a, a firm opinion on from this week I think um, yeah Robert Eternal will just be kind of a case of uh, do I feel like bothering if not you know yeah I'm I not mean, strong probably,
2: on it I probably won't because uh, yeah I don't know. just to, I, I think just to to highlight something positive that I will give it you know I mentioned the layouts uh, there's the bit where Tim's on his jetpack kind of does the circle in and it's nice and then you've got the insert uh, you know circle panel of him clicking the the booster button as well I I, I thought that was uh, had a nice blow to it to say something good all right <laughs> that's is strange i, I do <laughs> like
1: how they went forward with the sign language in comic art sure oh, no, no, no. I, I do like that was i had that um editor's note of it's not perfect um so if you could read sign language then of course you're not gonna get the full but the intent was there and so i i really appreciate the effort yeah the they're one... basically kind of
2: do it as a as a shorthand because they haven't got enough panels yeah. to show every individual yeah movement.
0: of course yeah i mean basically what to do with it's the same way as when someone's in a, they're speaking in a different language They just say this right. is translated from blah 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 and just right. the...
2: but they do consistently always show them talking with their hands they're just not yeah. showing every individual movement uh, right. of them. And yeah then,
1: so yeah i definitely like that the the intent was there for that um which is real cool because you don't see that in comics too often like we get the language stuff all the time right and but when and it's something like this is,
2: it's such an easy medium to do that with mm-hmm. as well yeah
1: like, well, I mean, and, and I think after seeing Sound of Metal on top of it, my eyes are kind of I, open. I
2: do need to watch that, but I mean, yeah. I was just gonna say, like to one that. of the easiest ways to teach sign language is you know little pictographs, you know, which yeah. is essentially sequential art, yeah. right?
0: But it's not realistic right? to actually put every single movement of the hands into a, a regular no. copy like this. That yeah. would take too many panels, would it not? It right. would, yes. Yeah. So, so.
1: But but yeah, no. Just just thinking of that and seeing how that is. I, I feel like, again, they handled it really well, and I like seeing that in this book. So to, to copy Connor, something positive. So we're not just dumping on this poor book.
0: You know. uh, something positive. It was not as bad as Flash last week.
1: Only It was only 24 pages. Uh,
0: yes, it was, it was a regular-sized comic book, so it felt over yeah. quite quick, yes. Yeah. There you go. That's my positive. That. Uh, Matt, what are you rating Robin Eternal? Uh, i give this a 6.5. Connor? I'll give that a 5. I'll give it a 5.5. 5. I'll just go slightly above that, that line. It wasn't... Yeah, that was, was fine. <laughs> uh, Alright, there you go. Uh, so, Connor's going to do a couple of uh, Patreon books every month on patreon.com slash malefuzzTV. Uh, Patreon's going to make myself or Connor read a book at a certain tier. Uh, Connor's actually got all last months to do because, of course, he was missing for a month. So he's going to do two of those. Uh, the first one he's going to do today is Red Hood 51, which is almost the end of the series. So we'll see what David replaces Red Hood with when the time comes, but for now, take it away.
2: Yeah, uh, this is... I'm just going to get to the credits page, because it's, it's not Love Dell anymore. That's uh, true, that's right. Someone so different. I'm just trying to find... Ah, oh, there it is. Uh, Sean Martinborough is the writer, and Tony Akins is uh, the artist, who I've not seen in a while. Uh, the last major work I remember from Tony Akins is when he was kind of in and out on uh, New 52 Wonder Woman with, uh, with Cliff Chang uh early on uh, i don't really remember a lot of him since then although i think he was in the solicits uh for coming up so i'm sure he's on something um but first major positive thing about this book i mean other than it's not loved else, is damn more cover very nice yeah mm-hmm. yes. just ob- objectively a good thing uh but uh, honestly it, this issue is still kind of a mess it's it's still not very good uh it, it's like introducing a whole new thing. It's it, this is set in the aftermath of Joker War, and there's a, a district of Gotham that that we're kind of following. That we're kind of introduced to um, the Hill. Uh, it, it's a place that that used to be a real shithole, and and Jason bought some real estate in while it was real cheap, uh, like 15 years ago, I think it says something like that. I don't know how old. Oh, all so Jason's he's a gentrifier. Well, uh, yeah, in but he hasn't lived there. Is the point? He just got someone to you know, make sure the place stays intact. And since then, this is the first time he's really come back in, in a long time. And since then, the whole place has gentrified around him. And that's a lot of what this issue is, is, is kind of that shock of like, okay, I, I don't recognize this place anymore. What's going on? You know, kind of meeting up with some people from his past. Um, Dana Harlow uh, is her name. And her family. You know, her sister is a. She's a news anchor on the on the on the TV. Uh, that's how the, the issue is introduced. Her father is a the, the, some sort of prominent figure uh, in the community. People seem to know who he is. Uh, and there's a bit of like just catching up, trying to establish their history. That stuff's kind of fine. Um, it it really telegraphs some stuff with her though, being or, pre, or at least presumably being the. One of these vigilantes, because there's like a couple of rival gangs in the street. That's kind of how we open the issue before we get any Red Hood stuff. Actually, I don't, I say that before we get any Jason stuff. I, I don't think there's really any Red Hood in the issue at all. Maybe maybe very slightly at the end. But a lot of it is this This kind of, there's a couple of gangs that they are running hits and stuff. But there's like a, a rival gang coming to get them. And it very much seems like she's running the rival gang. Um, but we got a lot of stuff with, you know, the, this villain who's introduced uh, Tommy Max, I believe his name is, who's got one of the worst designs uh, ever. I'll, I'll get back to that. Um, basically, you know, it's like a, it's like a, a fashion mogul, uh, and he's kind of wanting to get in, you know, with the, the underworld, uh, you know, and like sell like Killer Croc branded things, because that will sell, apparently. Stuff like that. Uh, and And... He, you know he has a whole thing where he goes to kill a croc and is trying to cut a deal with him and you got croc you know swaggering around all suave in a big like it's kind of like you know a italian mobster you know suit with a hat and everything uh it's it's different but the um the design for for Tommy Max i i i think it's a mask it looks it looks like it is a mask um but it looks I think uh, Suicide Squad Joker. You know, like the the damage tattoo. Hate that. Yeah, it's kind of like that, except it says like Gotham instead of damaged. Is like the design of it. Um, like I said, it's, it's not a tattoo. I'm pretty sure it's on a mask, but just it's 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 very evocative of that. And he's wearing like what looks like a snakeskin sort of jacket, or you know, it's supposed to look like it's croc skin. Uh, you know, it's all this stuff. It, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, I don't know quite what they're doing. This seems like a lot of stuff to be introducing to do in two issues. Uh, it's it's intense, and I I don't know what their what their aim is. Um, but yeah, th- th- there's a there's an implication that um, Ghana is uh, is maybe one of the the leaders of the, the the rival gang who's interrupting them and stuff like that. Uh, honestly, it's kind of a bit of a messy issue. It's introducing like. Five, six different things. There's absolutely no Red Hood whatsoever. I've just skimmed, double checked. There, there is Jason, but I'd say Jason is in possibly l- you know, half the page count tops, maybe less. Uh, so it doesn't even feel like it's a, a a Red Hood book for for a lot of this issue. It's it's a very strange comic. I'm not entirely sure what its mission statement is as a new run. Uh, so it's, it's pretty murky. Um, Art is fine tony akins is not my favorite um the stuff when the whoever the colorist is uh, I'm trying to find that yeah, colorist uh, paul mounts uh whenever he comes to the rescue is what i'm going to say you know when, whenever there's like fire or lighting effects you know things to to really play up um, and give a sense of atmosphere uh, like if there's some explosions or night vision goggles for example that stuff looks really good, but it feels like it's kind of hiding a lot of uh, Akins' line work, which is a bit unfortunate because it's it's not very clean line work, but it's not overly messy. It's just a little bit heavy-handed, a little bit loose, enough that it's recognizable, but uh, and, and you know just off where not far enough in any direction that I feel like it has a, a unique style to it and, and kind of just comes off a little bit bland for my tastes um and layouts are just pretty straightforward nothing really inventive um yeah uh the the one inventive bit is like there's like a laser gun it looks like and the panels where it's shoot uh they're shown it's shown being used are like angled so they're like got like a 3d effect so they're kind of coming in and out of the page slightly uh that's all right um yeah, other than that it's a very bland issue uh very mixed that um i'm not sure why. it's done oh i tell a lie there are there are two panels with Red Hood in. That I, I missed when oh. I was skimming. This is where he shows up to talk to uh, what I think was Donna. Uh, it sounds like it very much seems like a, a couple of lines of dialogue that that imply that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Overall, pretty mixed issue. Uh, I give it a five.
0: All right, there you go. <laughs> Um I was gonna get covers for my pickers in a minute. <laughs> uh your second Patriot book is Detective Comics one thousand twenty-nine. Yes, uh
2: Tomasi writing and Kent Rock on art, which you know, not not that bad. Uh and as pairings go. I will say uh just on, on the cover. I uh, know we don't really talk about covers very much, uh barring barring the, the end section of the show, but this cover either is giving away a plot that's coming up, or it's an active spoiler uh, of of the identity of of a new character, and I'm not sure which it's supposed to be. Uh, Basically, there's a new villain uh, called The Mirror. Um, Visually, think the guy in the Watchmen TV show. Yeah. But instead of just the face, it's all over. And the issue opens with him giving a big monologue, um, saying... Yeah, you know, oh, you know, I, I want to be a mirror to 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 Gotham and you know, I want you to all see that you know we the citizens of Gotham not not the vigilantes it, it, it's just another anti vigilante person but he's wearing a mask and it is like oh, even <laughs> yeah it's
0: it's, it's a whole thing credibility questionable
2: yeah yeah uh, and he has a whole thing where he introduces, oh, you, know, you know, the recently wounded police officer, uh, Nakano, who's running for mayor, is you, you know, using the unmasked war crisis platform. But even though, you know, not, I don't know if, he, if he's saying that they can't be trusted or if his endorsements, it's not very clear what his mission statement is here, but what I'm getting at is Nakano is this mayor. We, we meet later in the issue. Now, I don't know if they've been in the run previously and there's just stuff I've not read, but I get enough here to, to get a grasp. Um, uh they they have an eye patch i I think the the uh, the impression is they they lost their eye during the joker war with stuff that went on and now basically they're saying you know joker war is you know this city got our hand uh we need to be anti-vigilante anti-mask we need to kind of curb down and and get this back to being a normal city basically but i say the eye patch is the defining feature the reason i say the cover is a potential spoiler is because the cover is this new character the mirror uh sitting on a chair lounging around like you know like a throne style chair holding the eye patch and uh, you know and saying who's next so the impression is either they took out the mayor which i'm pretty sure doesn't happen in this issue There there is an attempted hit but it doesn't seem to be from <clears throat> the mirror uh, it, it seems unrelated or is supposed to tell us that he is the, the, the mirror and it's, you know one and the same uh, i don't i don't know exactly but it, it, was, it was a weird link but um most of the issue uh, we got bruce he's um basically you know this is where he's, he's just lost wayne manor he's, he's lost all his money he's packing up his belongings uh, he's wrapping up all his family photos you know bubble wrap and everything and uh his, his big problem is is he, he can't bring himself to take down the photos of him and Alfred because, you know, all the ones of his parents, whether they're, they're down, he's boxing them up, no real problem. But the ones with Alfred, the, you know, the ones on the mantelpiece, he's like, no, do you know what? I, 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 not today. I, I'm putting out off for another day. I, I can't, I, I'm not, I, he's not ready to, to do that yet, which, you know, makes sense. Um, there, there is then, you know, he, you know, he goes out, you know, Oh, perfect. Batman time. I, I can distract myself. Uh, and so off he goes out. You know,
0: and, uh, <laughs> I love the idea of British Spanish finishing his day and going, alright, it's Batman time, rubbing his hands to go. No,
2: genuinely, like this is the narration. He goes, hate to say it, but I'm glad night's falling. I can use the distraction of the streets. Uh, it, it really does feel like, oh, great, Batman time. Uh, and, and he goes off out on the bike and, and, you know, there's there's some, just, you know, the usual cops shooting some rubber, you know, he get, gets involved, trying to get in the way. But someone shoots uh, at his bike and takes out his front tire. Uh, and it's it's prediction you know, i do have an art question here uh the sniper that's shooting the it, it looks like he's either shooting a bullet that is insanely long because you, you, we see the physical bullet it's like more of a rod that it's firing it almost looks like it's the front of the the barrel being fired off uh, that that's what it looks like and i don't know if it's just a weird art thing because on impact i can't see the rod um i don't know uh, if that's there or not or if it's a weird just thing in that one panel uh, stuck out to me though but yeah you just have a nice little action sequence of batman going and taking down these these guys in the car as they're escaping uh in the commotion some very awkward dialogue uh basically he, he batman he gets into the front seat throws the driver out and he's driving there's still two other guys uh in the back and the, the, you know, they've, they've got the the gun. They, they literally shoot him in the back of the head at point-blank range like six times and it does nothing. And he's like, oh, shooting the back of my head at that close range, you know, that makes me mad. I really didn't like that dialogue, Like actual dialogue from Batman there, you know. Um, and then there's an awkward bit where I feel like there's a miscommunication from the script to the art because they did, or just a lack of trust in the art doing, showing it properly because he starts tilting it, you know, he starts tilting the front seat back and, the, and and it's just one short panel of this happening. But while he's doing it, one of the goons literally goes, hey, he's tilting the seat back. Look out. I'm like, well, that's really clunky and awkward. Just show us him tilting the seat. Um, and then as he tilts back, so, you know, picture Batman lying backwards, essentially, at this point, with the two goons behind him. And he shoots the ears off the cowl, one into each of them, one in the shoulder and one in the other guy's hand to make them drop their weapons. And and yeah, not not sure I like that. That's a bit weird. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, the action half the issues over. Uh, he 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 decides he wants to look into this uh, you know guy running for mayor, Nakano. He wants he wants to know you know what's he going to be like, especially with this uh, anti-vigilante thing that he's running. So he go, you know they're, they're holding a big gala on a on a big you know cruise liner. And you, you usual you know money making charity nonsense. Um, but as they're doing it uh there's a a hit squad comes on board uh they 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 come on to take presumably to take out nakano uh, is is the impression and maybe this is the mirror that's organized it and that's supposed to be the the hint of the the cover i don't really know but you know bruce tries not to get too involved there's a bit of a distraction so he manages to like throw an apple at the back of one of their heads but he's like come on i need backup and you know nightwing shows up takes him down nakano is like ah screw you didn't need your help anyway uh so, you know, the, you know the, the only reason they exist is because you exist anyway, so it's all your fault, really. Uh, and, and that's about it. Just, you know, again, really reinforcing his position. And then the the final cliffhanger, Bruce gets back to the cave. He's like, that's not how I leave my chair. He's like, I always leave it. He <laughs> literally goes, he, he comes down, he goes, my chair. I always leave it angled at four o'clock. <laughs> Someone's been here. And has been looking through my black case book. And then he opens Uh-oh. the book, and he goes, the pages, they're empty this isn't the casebook. He's like, there's only one other person other than Alfred who knew where this was locked and could get in here undetected. What's your next move, Damien? And it's like, okay, so that's what we're doing next. You know, Damien's stolen the casebook and is going to do a, stuff.
0: That's a funny cliffhanger. Honestly, but... my favorite part of that entire thing is I'm watching Matt look at the time because he's wanting to go watch his football game in like five, ten minutes. And Connor's the bad guy who's just going on and
2: on and on. I know but it's a very there are very like three clearly defined sections to this issue you got the intro no, i know have got the action and then
3: you've got <laughs> and know,
1: it's patreon so you feel like the person that you know yeah you want to give them their money i i get it but a i also have to use the bathroom and b <laughs> we'll brush it up against the time
2: i know, uh, I know. I'm, I'm aware of it um, oh, we're good uh but, no, and then, this is literally the end of the issue um yeah, it's, it's 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 kind of fine. It's really dense. Dialogue feels weird. Uh, uh, more Bruce's voice feels off, which is weird, given that it's Tomasi. That's Tomasi. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's it's weird, because you know he's wrote Bruce for years with no problem. Uh,
0: overall, it's like a six. It's Batman time! That's very funny. All right. Uh, he leaves uh, the chair at four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll take us out of the part of the show. The final part of the show, as much to Matt said, uh, the light. Uh, which yes. is where we pick our favorite stuff of the week. Favorite panel slash moment, favorite cover, favorite artist, and top five books. Uh, so we'll start off with panel slash moment, Matt.
1: Um, it's going to be from Justly like Dark when it's revealed that Detective Chimp is bonded with Etrigan. Uh, really good moment.
2: Yeah, Connor? Uh, good. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, from Superman Wonder Woman, the uh, please, please try and shoot me panel. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. That got me good. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, I, I don't have like a standout because I mean I love Dark Detective, but I don't know if I have a standout moment particularly from that story. Obviously, there's a lot of great art in it. Um, I might even be more inclined to just the uh, the Hyperclan uh reveal.
1: That's pretty cool too. That was that was number two. Like,
0: yeah. So I think either that or uh, yeah, maybe just even seeing Andy as Woman in the future is kind of cool. But uh, I'll go with that. Uh alright, favorite cover, Connor?
2: Uh, I'm just looking because I, I didn't get to look because I had the last two books. Alright, so. fine,
0: fine. I'll go first then. It yep. says Connor's yep. looking just there. Uh so oh, I'm honestly gonna be boring to say the main cover for Dark Detective because it's really, really pretty. And it's that same sort mm-hmm. of you know, same as the interiors. Those are a few good options so I think the main cover for Justice League's pretty good. Uh there's the Jamal Campbell variant for Green Lantern, which is pretty nifty. Uh I also like the variant for Superwoman. Uh, which is, I think, Alex Garner, I want to say. Uh, but that looks pretty neat. It is, so, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. What about yours, Matt? Uh,
1: my, it's going to be Justice League. It's just a, it's a great image. The regular cover. It's got all of them on there. Very, yeah. uh very Justice yeah.
0: League-y. Justice League-y, yes. Yeah. Right, Connor, are you, are you
2: prepared? Uh, no, that's fine. After all that, I'm just going to go with the Superman Wonder Woman, uh, the regular cover, the, the Lee Weeks <laughs> one. I think it's mm-hmm. a really nice
0: cover. Uh, all right. Uh, so, favorite art of the week, um, Connor. Uh, it's the superwoman, isn't it? The the Kara. Wait, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Be like that, Matt. Where you going? With?
1: So, as good as that one is, I I did love the one-two punch of of um, Robson Roca and uh, Takara in Justice League, but it's Mora. It's it's so good.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I have to go with. I mean, we have to consider that it's the whole book; it's not just that one story, I suppose. When you're you do, yeah. It's D.J. Domenico. at the back. That's true, yeah. Yeah, like that, still that's pretty the good. Idea. The backup is still yeah. pretty solid, yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's not dragging it down much, if, if any. No. Uh, so, I'm probably with Dark Detective as well. Uh, I have to say, but yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, top five books of the week, Matt has with it.
1: All right, so my number one is Justice League. uh, Future State Justice League. Number two is Dark Detective. Three is uh, Superwoman. Four is Superman, Wonder Woman. And five is... or Superman, Wonder Woman. And five is... Teen Titans. I think I did that right.
0: That sounds about right. Connor?
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: Superman, Wonder Woman. Then Superwoman. Then... Dark Detective, then Justice League, and then what am I left with? Uh, I think I think Teen
0: Titans? Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number one is Dark Detective, my number two is Justice League, and my number three is Superman Wonder Woman. Oh, I what I think. I'm including Justice League Dark. Anyway, I'll go swap them. I'll go put Superman Wonder Woman at number two, <laughs> and then put Justice League at number three. And then number four, I'll say Teen Titans and number five, uh Carousel Superwoman. Because as better than the, the, the you know, the quote unquote bad books. It's just not to my taste as much. So that's <laughs> that fifth spot. Alright, there you go. I'll tell you what is coming next week uh, from DC Comics, most of which will be looking at, because it's mostly just Future State books and a couple of things that we also read anyway. Uh, so coming next week, we have Batman Catwoman issue 2, so I'm interested to see how we start to weave in that phantasm stuff uh, from issue mm-hmm. 1. Uh, we got Rorschach issue 4, which I'm very excited about, because I've really liked that book so far. Uh, we got Future State in the next Batman issue 2, which is good, because yep. we're onto that. Deceased Dead Planet number 7, the final issue of that, that arc, that, that mini, even. Uh, mm-hmm. Future State and Nightwing issue 1, Future State Immortal Wonder Woman issue one. So that actually is uh Diana, I think, right? That's yeah. one? Yes. Yeah. And
1: that's the uh Jim Bartell art.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh and then Legion of Superheroes issue twelve, which Matt may or may not read. Uh, <laughs> yep. we got
1: <laughs> I know, I definitely haven't read it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Future State, Superman, Worlds of War. Superman isn't the title. For some reason I remember this has been Future State Worlds at War or of War. But... that's
1: what I thought it was too, but hey.
0: Yeah. Uh so that's there next week. Uh, and then we got Future State Catwoman issue one, and Future State Shazam number one, rounding everything out. Although technically there's one more book, and that is Looney Tunes 258, but obviously not something we would be looking at. But, uh, so yeah, not another uh, big Future State week. Uh, although there's a few less, I think that's because they have these other books coming out as well. So, uh, we'll uh, look at those next week. Um, so that is that, which pretty much leads me to wrap up the show. I suppose maybe one thing, and I won't draw this out because I know Matt's ready to run, but uh, I will just say, Matt uh, and, and Connor, uh, much later did last week, which one of the future state books do you think will be the stinker, the disappointment? Uh,
2: I don't think oh, any of them are as obvious, but yeah, mm-hmm. I also I think Shazam is the one it- that probably it's really
1: tied to that flash story and mm-hmm. teen titans it yeah. is tim sheridan though yes. who
2: obviously did the teen yeah. titans thing but yeah I, so i don't think it's fair to say i'll be a stinker but i think it'll probably be my but, least com- favorite
1: i don't want to say catwoman because it is ram v right like yeah so you don't want to say that but or nightwing because i don't i want them to be good, yeah. doing but, Nightwing, but... but
0: Nightwing's not Taylor though. So it's I mean Nightwing no. could be terrible and it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah, right. Nightwing might be the one that we don't enjoy. Yeah. I mean, it does right. have Nicholas. I God feel like not, so. out of the other ones, like I could I could see Superman Worlds of War not being that great. I and mean, it would Isn't be a that shame. Okay, I can be yeah, is, yeah, that would but, be really disappointing. But that'd then. be the shame. That'd be why it'd be so disappointing because it would be yeah. a bad sign for the the ongoings that are coming. But. Uh... But I, I kind of agree, Shazam, and possibly Nightwing are the ones that might stick out as being the stinkers. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so I'll take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to, uh, oh, I need to scroll up here. <laughs> thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Born Now, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown. They are Patreon producers for the month. That means they're $20 or more at patreon.com slash TV. And you can support us over there for as little as $1 per month to help show your support. Keep all the content coming. At the $5 tier, you get the podcast a day early. Uh, previously, the Multiverse is coming back soon, and that day early access will also apply to that uh, when that comes back uh, this month. So I'll look forward to that too. Um, also mention that you can support us for for nothing by simply hitting the like button, uh, subscribing, commenting on YouTube, rating the, the podcast uh, five stars with a review on iTunes. All these things uh, do help us out a lot, and help share the podcast out, and help grow the audience. So please do uh, any and or all of those things. Uh, but otherwise, that is it. Just you know, guys on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast, uh, follow along there. Um, and it is worth mentioning that before the next episode, we will have your annual episode. Um, it will be too late to remind you in this episode to go vote, but there is the voting was up. Uh, we're recording that tomorrow, so uh, that should be uh, a fun time. That'll be up sometime during the week. Uh and again patrons will get it a little bit early. But uh uh so there you go. That is episode 236 of Comics from the Multiverse. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC comics and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.
1: Bye